This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Thursday, August 25th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a Philadelphia mother says her daughter was left alone for hours at daycare after the class left for a field trip to a local amusement park. Dana Jones and her family picketed outside of Creative Kids Daycare Center in Mount Airy on Wednesday morning to publicize their frustration. Jones said her daughter was in the bathroom when she heard the teachers rounding up the students to leave for the field trip. Uh, while while she was in the bathroom, she heard hurry up, and when she came out of the bathroom, there was no one to be found, Jones said. Daycare director Daryl Davis acknowledged that the child was somehow left behind and said that they they uh, feel awful about it. It was one of those mornings where it was just a perfect storm of what happened. We are definitely thankful nothing happened to the child. She was perfectly safe, Davis said. Creative Day, uh, Kids Daycare Center has been in business for over a decade and never had an incident like this, according to Davis. According to DHS inspection records, Creative Kids had more than a dozen violations this year, uh, ranging from incomplete fire and CPR training uh, to employees working without proper FBI clearances. Another parent who was picking up uh, their child found Jordan all alone and took her to the daycare's other building a block away. Jordan was scared and alone uh, until about 5 o'clock. She also had no food with her throughout the day. Jones is calling for criminal charges to be filed against the daycare and uh, for the facility to be shut down. The Philadelphia <clears throat> Police Department's spe- Special Victims Unit is investigating the incident. I think you could probably <clears throat> fix this with $50 million. Dollars. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that is like, I've listened though, that's really scary. And I know, I, you know, I was thinking about the, you know, it said that she didn't have food. And yes, she's, you know, probably not going to die from not having food yeah, yeah. until five o'clock. But that's like for a parent, like I always remember being like, well, if he's hungry, like, you know, when kids right, ask, right, like, right, at, yeah. right at bedtime, I'm hungry. I'm like, I was always the sucker. I'm like, I do not want this kid to be so bad during starving. the night. Yes, totally. I'm like, okay. As if it's we suddenly can get a, a snack. A soccer team in the yeah, Andes. Yes. <laughs> but that's like, you know, it's as a parent, that's something you think of. You're like, sure. oh, my God, they're starving. And obviously this poor girl left alone uh, for all of the day. President Joe Biden on Wednesday announced his long-awaited plan to deliver on his campaign promise to provide $10,000 in debt cancellation for millions of Americans and up to 10000 for uh, 10000 more for those with the greatest financial need. Borrowers who earn less than $125,000 a year or families earning less than $250,000 a year would be eligible for the $10,000 loan forgiveness. Biden announced in a tweet for recipients of Pell Grants, which are reserved for undergraduates with the most significant financial need. The federal government would cancel up to an additional $10,000 in federal loan debt. Uh, Biden is also extending a pause on federal student loan payments for what he called the final time through the end of 2022. More than 43 million people have financial student debt uh, with an average balance of $37,667, according to federal data. Nearly a third of borrowers owe less than $10,000 and about half or less than 20000 The White House estimates that Biden's announcement would erase the federal student debt of about 20 million people. NASA just released Erie Audio uh, from a black hole this week, and now Twitter is in a tizzy about it. The black hole is about 240 million light years away from Earth. NASA says uh, that in reality, human ears can't actually hear the frequencies. The sound clip shared was boosted exponentially to achieve the resulting sound. Scientists say the black hole sends out pressure waves that cause ripples in the hot gas, which can be translated into a note. The actual sound from the black hole is about 57 octaves below middle C (laughs) on a standard piano keyboard, and we have a clip of the audio. 
And it's kind of interesting when they do this because it's kind of bogus. I agree. It's not, you don't really hear that. It's a simulated sound of some interpretation on certain frequencies, the blah, 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 so and so. Do you know what it is? It's the universe's version of Rich Little. It's not really the sound. (laughs) It's an impression. But wait, let's do that one more time. Of course. Yeah, of uh, course. Just, it's dense gas up there, Cap. You're the one who's saying. They said it was yeah. a dense ga- gas cloud. Yeah. Really, yeah. technically, but what I was amazed at, at the notion, I've always heard because of the, oh, the lack the of oxygen, um, there's no sound in space. But however, with, Yeah, there's no atmosphere at all. Right, there's right. For but the, in no certain air, cases, yeah. they say that it is conceivable that there could be depending on the denseness of particulate matter in gas clouds like this. I'm like, okay. All right. It totally changes everything I ever thought about space. Now there's new audio for the haunted houses. This yeah, morning. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Not that one. Not uh-huh. audio. That wouldn't be really that scary of a haunted house. No, no, but that sound either. Yeah, that black hole sound is definitely ominous. Some are calling the sounds 100 times more frightening than you could have imagined and are comparing them to billions of souls wailing in anguish. Wow. (laughs) In sports this morning. The Phillies beat the Cincinnati Reds again 7-5 last night at the ball. JT Real Muto homered. Reese Hoskins drove in three runs, and Gene Segura added three hits for the Phillies, who will go for the four-game series sweep tonight. Christopher Sanchez struck out seven in six innings, and David Robertson got three outs for his 18th save. The Phils are in second place in the National League wildcard standings, and the series wraps up tonight. Aaron Nola will get the start. First pitch is scheduled for 7.05. In front of another sellout crowd in the Lehigh Valley, Bryce Harper had three hits and two RBIs in his second rehab start with the AAA Iron Pigs, including a game-ending walk-off double in the ninth. The 2021 National League MVP, who has been out since June 25th with a broken left thumb, is eligible to return from the injured list tomorrow. The original plan was for Harper to remain in AAA until Saturday, but it's possible that timetable could be moved up, according to Phil's interim manager, Rob Thompson. And Kobe Bryant's widow, Vanessa, was awarded $16 million as part of a $31 million jury verdict against Los Angeles County uh, for deputies and firefighters sharing photos of the NBA star and their 13-year-old daughter, Gigi, and other victims killed in the 2020 helicopter crash. The jurors unanimously agreed that Vanessa Bryant and her attorneys, uh, that the photos invaded her privacy and caused emotional distress. She cried quietly as the verdict was read. The jury deliberated four and a half hours before reaching the verdict on Kobe Bryant Day, which is a 
uh, which is commemorated in the city of Los Angeles on August 24th because it represents his jersey numbers 8 and 24 and is the day after his birthday. Tuesday would have been Brian's 44th birthday. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Good morning to everyone. Good morning. I just want to murder my children. Yeah. You, uh, yeah, you've been sort of I, dealing with something here. I just uh, <laughs> that entire first story. You guys had a nice little banter about yeah. something in the you end. So I don't mad. even know what you were talking about. <laughs> I was sitting here trying to write a text to my family. Yeah. And I'm so sidelined by this right now, I can't even think straight. But right before we went on the air, I heard, like, conversation over there, and I was like, what is it? Why are you sending the text? He, Preston just looked at me and put his headphones on. He goes, I don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> I just, the, the house was just an absolute disaster zone when I woke up this morning after I cleaned it up last night before going to bed, you know, and then waking up at 3.50 right, a.m. Right. and seeing this. And I'm just, I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to set this just, aside. Can you it's not, just happening all the time. I know, but can... Oh, it is. I was going to say, can it's, you not send a, one, a text and maybe, like, they'll wake up and see it and clean it up? No. Go oh, okay. right. oh, oh, you sorry. are adorable. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay. Oh, I needed that laugh. Sorry, Thank okay. you. So, wait, um... Uh, was... No, but I just, um... It's... It's been happening so much. I'm sorry. I, I just I get I, it. I just say it out loud, and, I it. and I will move on, and, and wow. we'll go on with the show. Yeah, the, the phenomenon of going to sleep with something completely clean, and then it's like... That was dirty, and I cleaned up, and right. then went to bed, and yeah. then wake up, and, and it is re-dirtied again. It, within just hours. Tenfold, yeah. uh, yes. Re-dirtied. So, re in a big way. My question, though, is, is, is Parker a possible uh, um, suspect? Because I feel no. like he's working, right? So no, he's, he's a working man. So it's the only, the other two. Yeah, he, he's he's responsible for, like, you know, maybe 5% of it. It's, okay. it's the other two. I, that's what I thought. Who have no responsibilities at all in their lives right now. It's summertime. Yeah, you have nothing. Summer. You're doing nothing. School starts next week. <laughs> yeah, but that's where they are. Yeah. They're in that mindset of like, and I'm not making excuses, know, know, but they are like, we are off and we are not going to do a damn thing, man. Well, and you got to deal with the consequences of it. Treat mm. them like children again. Yeah, isn't it though? Yeah, no, no, they're grounded. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know exactly. <laughs> So anyhow, I apologize. I'm sorry. I just had to say I couldn't help myself. We have a lot of stuff going on today. It's a beautiful day uh, to be spending time together, my friends. So, <laughs> hey, did you, take, did you, you take any pictures of it? Uh, no. Oh, and, and I, I would have loved to have seen a chronicle just, I, I, and I a before even, and after. I even cleaned some of it up this morning because no. I just couldn't handle it. And, and I should have left oh it, God, but I would. I couldn't have left. Kathy, I couldn't have left the house with it really? that way. Yeah. Won't Rochelle wake up and go, yo, She's kids. not there right now. No. She's with uh, a friend. At the shore. She's with her cleaner family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Even more. Oh, okay. See, I thought Rochelle was home. No. no. I would have ripped those kids out of bed. bed? I, I, honest to God, I would have lost my baloney and ripped those children out of bed and gone, dude, get, yeah. Hey, two of them are adults. Yeah. yeah two yeah. of them are not children. I mean, they are my children, but... Anyway, uh, it's wonderful to be here. They are my children. Uh, we do have some uh, some things going on. We got some guests on the program. Uh, we are going to talk to comedian Josh Potter, who will be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and uh, tomorrow. So we'll uh, get Josh in, and also uh, Sheila Watko is from NBC Ten. They have the Clear the Shelters Pet Adoption Event. 
uh, that is taking place on the 31st. Yes. So we're going to get the details of that. Very good event. And uh, hopefully you can contribute. So besides all of that, uh, we got stuff to give away. we got things to talk about. So let's take a break. There's a big, big stack of entertainment stories we got to get to. Some a little bit on the heavier side, some on the lighter side. A stupid question as well. And you know what? It's nothing but beautiful people's birthdays today. Yeah. I'll tell you about those when we return. <laughs> Stay there. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Stupid question time. We're going to give away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card if you can answer this correctly. Prehistory refers to the time before what? Mm-hmm. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know this, all right? Prehistory refers to the time before what? 215-263-WMMR. Today is Thursday, August 25th. I'll mention some birthdays while we await your answer, and I'm going to buck the system. I normally do this at the end, and I'll have our own birthday. Kathy's hey! birthday! Hey! And the lead here. Oh Thank you. Happy birthday to you. Happy 35th, 35th birthday. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> we actually, over the weekend... Uh, Casey was over at my house, and we were um, watching some uh, videos that I have on my YouTube channel, and we started watching the birthday videos on a different, you guys, and this, I used this song in that yeah. video. Oh, you got to so. post that again. Yeah. Maybe so. Post, it, yeah, that was a good one. Thank you. It was the one I put the most work into. It was so good. Definitely. You went to Floral and Hardy. I did. Like, yeah. I went to Target. I used a green screen. Did all kinds of awesome. tricks and so on. Uh, anything special for your birthday planned? No, not really. You know, like uh, years ago, 10 years, 11 Seven years ago, uh, Jace overshadowed my birthday because his is uh, the 22nd. So um, yesterday we had his birthday party. So I'm sort of like recovering from taking 10 boys to play paintball but, yesterday. Uh, but I said, and you, you did, to get yourself something special, you got yourself a sinus headache. Yeah, so, I know. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I have a little yeah. sinus infection. So, but no. Splurging a little. Yeah. No, we're going to hang out. We're going to, we're, I, I'm never too sick for a margarita. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Well, happy birthday to you, Kath. Thanks. Uh, you share birthdays with some very... Very, very famous people. Yeah. Is it... Um, wait, let me see if I can remember. Go Is ahead. Regis one? No. What? Well, I don't do... Dead people. Birthday, oh, that's right. So it may be. Oh, you don't, do you? It is. Just Sorry, Rage. Yeah. So, there is a musician in we'll there. Go to hell. <laughs> there's a musician in there. Am I right? I uh, forget, yeah. There's a few of them. I forget who. It's a pretty big one. Though. You're not swinging too wide on that one. Uh, do you yeah. want me to give you a, a hint? Yeah. Chicken. Chicken. Mm-hmm. Chicken. Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. It's Gene Simmons' birthday today. Gene is 73 years old. Baby, do you know what that's worth? Yes, it is. Chickens <laughs> yes. are angels on earth. Look. <laughs> Wait, what was it? No, what was it? Chicken, chicken, chicken. What was it? It was a. It wasn't a cock a doodle 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 do
Oh, How old is Mr. Simmons? Uh, Gene is 73. There's a lot of different musicians' birthdays. I'm looking at your list. Oh, yeah. I, wait, and I know the other ones. Sorry. Okay. Uh, it's Rachel Ray's birthday. Rachel Ray's oh, birthday. Okay. Right. That's right. She's not a musician, but she is indeed celebrating her birthday today. She is uh, 54 years old. Uh, I don't really watch her talk show. To be um, honest, I, I used to always it used to always be on when we'd finish the show, and I I don't even is it is it still on? Yeah, yeah it is yeah. still on. I, still I will on. I will you know scan the the channels and see that she's still doing it and still yeah she's making a ton of money. She's got yeah, different she food lines. That delicious. Yeah, that 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 whole pet food line <clears throat> is killing it. Yeah. You no, know, I um. Uh, years ago, Marissa and I went to visit her show, and um, it was a, a good experience. But she was a little um, standoffish. Yeah, a little standoffish. Um, and then I met her again. She did um, a her story luncheon for me, and I got to spend some time with her and talk with her. And it's sort of just her personality. I, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not making an excuse for for it. Is but she, um, she'd she call was, like a twisted up bitch. <laughs> no, not no. That's the thing. Not at all. It's oh. sort of just that. That was just part of her personality. It's who she was. She was super charitable. She came. She did it for free. She talked to people. I she, remember that. You said it was a good time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I totally came, uh, you know, full circle <laughs> on her. Uh, Rach is 54. Casey, I'll go down the list uh, okay, at the top here. So Thank it's uh, Tim Burton's birthday today. Legendary Tim Burton. Yeah. A lot of great movies uh, throughout the years, uh, including this, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, but, you know, Edward Scissorhands, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Coraline, Nightmare Before Christmas, all that stuff. Big Fish. Uh, yeah, great movie. Which is a sensational movie. He's 64. Uh, it's also Billy Ray <laughs> Cyrus's birthday today. Oh, my God. He had a, he had a formidable mullet. Yes, he did. He had a powerful mullet. Man. Excellent. Casey, yep. uh, does this song remind you of one location in particular? Uh, like the KP Corral? Uh, no, the Fantasy Show Bar. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Was this because a kind of same thing? Because when I went there a lot in the summer of 93 and 94, this song was playing for uh, half of the girls that were dancing I up on stage. I didn't even know they had music playing. <laughs> they did indeed. Yes. Was, <laughs> there was naked women there. So and my, there was the achy breaky, right? That was the dance associated with it. I don't I guess know. so. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, Miley's dad is 61 years <laughs> old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Claudia Schiffer, the supermodel, turns yes. 52 years old today. Longtime squeeze of David Copperfield. Yeah, that's true. Oh, she's in uh, love, ac- actually, love Actually, right? She's yes. the uh, the love interest at the end with uh, Liam Neeson. Yeah, and he makes a crack earlier that, yeah, unless you know someone who looks just like uh, Claudia right. Schiffer, and, or if Claudia Schiffer's available, and boom, she shows up, and there you go. Uh, you also have Elvis Costello celebrating his birthday today. Love uh, Elvis. Elvis turns uh, 68 years old. Uh, he is married to Diana Krall, a jazz musician. Yes. Uh, and I think they're married. I know they're a couple, but I assume they are, they are Oh, married. they're a couple? Yeah. Yeah, a couple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elvis, yes, turns 68 years old. Rob Halford. Wow. Of Judas Priest. 71 years old today and still screaming like that. We had him on the air and, uh, and we had played that scream and we go, you know, I said, ladies and gentlemen, Rob Halford, he goes, he comes on and he goes, yes, yes, the screaming queen is here. <laughs> He's great. He's... I want to see a uh, a biography movie about him and the oh, band. Yeah. Uh, one of the funniest things, and he it's always a revelation and he talked about it because he had sort of that leather, sort of gay leather look he described it yeah. as. And it became the look for young teenage boys because it was just it was the coolest look in the metal community. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and little did you know, but he's like, here I am, I'm wearing this blatantly gay outfit, <laughs> and everybody took to it. So yeah. there you go. He's 71 today. Actor Tom Skerritt has 
birthday. Yep. Played Viper in uh, Top Gun. Uh, but so many movies throughout the years. Dead Zone is one of my favorites that he's in. He plays the sheriff. Yep. And um, MASH. Uh, Alien. Yes. Contact. Uh, just on and on the... Um, uh, Steel Magnolias. He's just been in just on Cheers. a gazillion a things. That's right. Yeah. Uh, wow, he's 89 years old wow. today. Tom Skerritt. My goodness. Uh, we also have uh, Blair Underwood, who is on <laughs> L.A. Law. Casey is on it today with the music. Uh, the movie Deep Impact, and she had a turn in Sex in the City as well. Uh, she's 58 he? today. He? Blair oh, I'm sorry. He? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I talking about? Uh, and then you have John Savage, uh, Steve. Yes, great actor. Uh, the Deer Hunter. Yeah. Uh, Do the Right Thing. Uh, lots of good stuff. He's also in a movie where he plays a guy who attempts suicide in the beginning. It's a movie with David Morse. And uh, it's just a bunch of characters that sort of, again, like wounded people that find themselves. I forget oh. the name of it, but he was incredibly good in that movie. So he turned 73 today. Uh, guitarist Vivian Campbell, uh, who now plays with uh, Def Leppard. Uh, but he also was in uh, Dio and uh, White Snake, and he has a big birthday today at 60 years old. But he's on that current stadium yes, tour yeah. right now with Def Leppard. Uh, a guy who I always dug, his name is Jeff Downs. Played guitar or played uh, keyboards in Asia. Ah. Uh, and also, this is him playing piano. Yeah. He's in The Buggles, their one and only hit video called The Radio Star. Uh, but yeah, in, in Asia, he was. What he was pulling off before synthesizers were all uh, plugged in together, he, right. he would have like nine different keyboards spread out all over the stage. And he like would before run, MIDI stuff. He would run from board to board. Uh, and it was, uh, yeah, impressive. Uh, so he turns 70 years old today. I love that Asia sound. I do, too, It's a, it's a guilty pleasure. I what agree. can I say? I agree. Uh, Alan, Alexander Skarsgård, uh, who is 46. And Which one this? of the 1,200 Skarsgårds is he? Yeah, he's the True Blood one. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, and then uh, Big Little Lies, he was also a huge part of that show. I thought as far as Big Little, I mean, uh, True Blood was concerned, he was probably the best actor in that whole crew. Yeah. He had some really good moments in that. It was a cheesy-ass show that I watched from beginning to I end. I dug it. But, I really did. And it got cheesier and cheesier yeah. as the seasons went along. But he, and hornier, he, too. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I think he played Randall Flagg in the most yes. recent uh, The Stand. What'd you Man, think? Disappointed. Not good? I, I didn't think he pulled it off. You know, that Flagg is, you have to have a good character. So the miniseries, the oh. original one, that, that actor, and I forget his Jamie, name, was excellent. I forgot his last name, but he was Perfect yeah, as yeah. Randall Flag. Wait, and Big Little Lies, are they doing another season of that? It's supposed to be. They did they... the second season, Meryl Streep came in, right? Yeah, but I feel like they they kind of... I, they, is there... Because it's a book, right? So I, is, is yeah. there another... Is there another I don't book? know. I'd, I'd be down with it, though. Uh, like, you guys enjoyed it, right? I really yeah. liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, the actor was Jamie Sheridan, who there played, you go. Uh, played Flag. All right, uh, one more birthday. Two more birthdays, actually. Uh, the amazing Blake Lively. Ah, that's her oh, birthday yeah. today. Is she that's right. the sister of Robin Lively? She is. Okay, yeah, she yeah. absolutely yeah. is. Okay. Who is in Team Witch? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think half sister. I, I mean, okay. not that it matters, but yeah. yeah. And I watched her husband last night um, in the, another episode of uh, Welcome to Wrexham. Like, yeah. it's just such a damn good show. Yeah, she and Ryan Reynolds are power couple for sure. I hope they stay together. Uh, me I too. Love that. Yeah. Uh, she is thirty five plus. There might be a chance that someday with our connection oh, with Rob, we Blake. might actually get to, get to meet right. Blake Lively. And I'm hoping that happens. <laughs> Last birthday, Casey's sister celebrates a birthday. Oh, Jody! Jody. Jody, I think the only Fosbender I've never met before. Mm, I know, you your, I know your brother's her. at your father's funeral, maybe? Maybe there. Uh, at my wedding? 
Yeah. All right, anyhow, she celebrates a birthday today. Oh, hey. Happy birthday. Why are we playing That's a that? lot of birthdays. It is a lot of birthdays. Yeah. Uh, she was a huge Huey Lewis and News fan. I play some music basically for everybody. That doesn't make any sense. She took me to my first concert, which was, was Huey this? Lewis. Yeah. Oh, okay. And the News. All right, we're looking for the answer to this question. Prehistory refers to the time for what? 215-263-WMMR uh, is the number, and I will go to Mike, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Mike, good morning. Hey, good morning, man. All right, buddy, so prehistory refers to the time for what? Written records or human documentation. Yeah, writing. Ah, Any oh, writing. I can't read it. There's, no, there's no words on it. Yeah, hang on, Mike. <laughs> We're going to give you a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. And if you're in the mood for seafood, Bonefish Grill has covered with new summer specials like shrimp rangoon dip and pineapple glazed mm-hmm. shrimp paired perfectly with zesty key lime cake for dessert. Visit bonefishgrill.com. We have a lot to unpack here, gang, and I'm going to get right to it. Harvey Weinstein was granted an appeal by New York State of Appeals Chief Judge Janet DeFore on Wednesday, and this comes more than two years after the former Hollywood mogul was sentenced to 23 years in prison for rape and sexual assault. His attorney, Arthur uh, Adela, uh, said that uh, this isn't about whether Harvey is innocent or guilty, but if he got a fair trial or not a fair trial, it's about whether the judge, uh, the trial judge followed the law. Uh, the defense argues that the judge in Weinstein's case allowed multiple witnesses to testify about acts that, according to Adela, Harvey was never charged with, as well as the fact there was one juror who has written a book about sexual predators that she lied about during jury selection. Uh, yeah, it could be a problem. And he said, uh, hope, we, uh, hope we would get a decision in late spring, early of 2023. And that he also said that Weinstein could be a free man in 2023 or 2024. I just want to wear, wear my robe and fart. That's all you want to do. That's all I want. Not too much to ask. Um, on Tuesday, and I told you I do have some heavy things here uh, in entertainment news today, um, a Pennsylvania woman added Jimmy Fallon, Tracy Morgan, and Lauren Michaels to a 2021 lawsuit in which she accuses Saturday Night Live star Horatio Sands of sexually assaulting her when she was 17. Ooh. So the papers were filed on Tuesday. Uh, and they state that Michaels created an environment at Saturday Night Live where underage teenage girls regularly attended the shows after parties and after after parties. The documents also claim that Fallon and Morgan enabled the Jane Doe to be sexually assaulted by Sands. According to people, Fallon and Sands uh, drank with the Jane Doe despite knowing that she was only 17 and Morgan rented out the space for an after party in May of 20, uh, 2002 mm. during which she said she was sexually assaulted by Sands. Uh, Susan Cremiller, the woman's attorney, said in a statement, Sands and his enablers lured Jane into their celebrity world and made her feel like a cool kid for drinking and partying with a bunch of famous grown-ups. Instead, they destroyed her life. Jane has spent the past two decades struggling with their repercussions of what they did to her, and now it's their turn. We look forward to holding NBC, Sands, and everyone else who enabled this disgusting behavior accountable when the GMVA look-back window opens in March. Uh, Sands has denied the allegations, and a spokesperson for NBC said in response to the filings, regardless of Jane Doe's changing narratives, NBC intends to renew its motion to dismiss. Interesting, interesting, yeah, that's uh, when you start adding on, you know, those other people. You remember what happened, uh, if you, again, the Ronan Farrow book from years ago, uh, talked about the elaborate procedure that was involved in protecting NBC personalities all the way up to Matt Lauer, uh, you know, for these... uh, in sexual improprieties, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so, I don't know. I mean, it, it's hard to believe that 
But you, you don't know. You just yeah, don't know. don't know. You don't know. All right. So we saw this coming three months after they celebrated their 25th anniversary. Sylvester Stallone and Jennifer Flavin are divorcing. Buzzing is over! Uh, it's what's over! I think it's over. <laughs> oh. it is over! Asterix! This one's over! Uh, so she had said in a statement to People Magazine, I am sad to announce that after 25 years of marriage... Nothing! I- I have filed for divorce from my from my. Nothing's hus- over. This one's over. My husband <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Will you? While, while we will no longer be married, I will always cherish the more than thirty year relationship that we shared, and I know we are both co- uh, committed to our beautiful daughters. Uh, and I ask for privacy. Yeah, yeah, whatever. For our family as we amicably move forward. Now the I interesting the motion of <laughs> of <laughs> will you? <laughs> So, the interesting twist on this has to do with a TMZ report. Yeah. And apparently, according to them, the couple disagreed over whether or not to get a new dog. Okay? How much is that doggy in the window? (laughs) Which one? How much can that doggy be with his tail? Where do the lyrics go? The one with the waggity tail. The one with the waggity tail. He's adorbs. He's Uh, totes adorbs. So... Uh, the report says that Stallone wanted to adopt a Rottweiler yeah. to, to help protect their family. Right. I mean, that's the excuse he was right. using. He just wanted a dog. I promise I'll take care of it. I'll feed it. I'll walk in there with it. <laughs> Come on! I'll walk it. I'll play with it. I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll put the water in his bowl and everything. Come on! Please, please, please. Please, I swear to God! <laughs> <laughs> he's on his yeah, knees. Rambo, come on, please. I think he's so adorable. He followed me home. I don't walk him every day. I'll do his water and everything. Please. Please. I want him so bad, he licked my face. Uh, so apparently... He, so he wanted this other dog, but uh, she wasn't into the idea, spurring a heated argument earlier this summer that apparently brought up a number of other issues between the couple. So it was the dog. Please. And then it led. I'll even do the dishes in the sink. And, uh, and then it led from one thing to another. And sources uh, told TMZ but none of those issues appeared to be marriage enders. Although we think the timing is a little too convenient. Regardless, Stallone persisted, and he adopted a Rottweiler anyway. So the dog tattoo that he did that was the cover-over of uh, his wife, Jennifer Flavin, it was not of Buckus then, was it? It was of this... I was... I've read a couple of stories that say that it's That's what I saw as well, but it... I gotta see the tattoo because Buckus and, and a Rottweiler are two different yes, things. Yes, Buckus right? is a, was a bull mastiff, right? right. And yeah. so you have the the new dog. He's adorable. The new ah, <laughs> oh, please, please. <laughs> he valued me home. The new dog's name is Dwight, by the way. Right. It shares the first name with Stallone's character in the upcoming Paramount Plus crime drama series Tulsa King. Right. Sources insist that the actor felt that uh, he and Flavin could have worked out their differences, but now that the divorce is underway, he seems to be really leaning into the new dog dad lifestyle. By the way, this tattoo cover over is one of the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. It is a melding of a woman's face and the dog and... It just looks like a bunch of nothing. Yeah, I mean, we're also it, catching it like mid cover up. I want to see the. Nah, finish it didn't get much better. Well, no. there's a, there's also a, um, a light. Uh, there's a shine on it. Uh, yeah, so we can't quite see it all. But on August fifth, he shared an Instagram a post dedicated to Dwight, and he captioned it: "So incredibly happy with my new acquired four legged friend Dwight. Yeah, 
my character's name from the series. Keep punching and keep barking. Thank you very much to trainer and breeder Dave Smith and his wonderful wife. Another Instagram post arrived three days later, captioned DWIGHT in all caps. <laughs> Definitely a true friend. Keep punching and keep barking. Uh, it all seems pretty innocent, but it seems suspicious after Flavin shared a photo August 10th of her with a couple's three daughters. And we talked about this yesterday. It said, these girls are my priority. Uh, nothing else matters. The four of us forever. The number feels very sp- that number feels very specific. They noted perfect example though. If you see the press releases from the uh, the the people who handle them, they're uh, you know they're PR people. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Oh, and a few days later, we had no the one bought that. Day, yeah, yeah. The next day, this uh, the the divorce proceedings uh, you know come out. So. We will be following this story very closely, as you might imagine. All right, back to the, this is still even heavy stuff. And then I've got lighter fare that we'll go to after this. Uh, but authorities in New York City are, are reportedly investigating rape allegation against Home Alone actor Devin Rattray. Yeah. Uh, which was reported in 2017. Right, who's that? He played the older brother, the really the big-time uh, jerk yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. in Buzz? the movie. Buzz. 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 Yeah. yeah. So after his arrest last December in connection with the domestic violence charges, a woman named Lisa Smith contacted prosecutors about a police report that she filed in 2017 accusing the actor of raping her, and she wanted to know why the case had not been pursued. The case was not investigated at the time because police thought that Smith didn't want to push forward with charges against Rat Ray. So Smith told CNN she was devastated that authorities did not properly investigate the allegation and also detailed the night that she was allegedly raped by him. According to her, she had known him prior to the night of the alleged assault. That evening, she says that her brother, a friend, and Rat Ray all met for a drink uh, before going to his, uh, uh, is it Rat Ray? Is that how you say it, I guess? Rat Row? Rat Ray. Mm. Rat Ray's <laughs> Manhattan apartment. At his apartment, she believes that she dr- she was drugged after being given a drink that oh, he boy. had prepared. She said, I remember waking up and I couldn't move. I couldn't really open my eyes, but I could hear what was happening and I could feel what was happening. And I knew that the other two people were gone and I was still on the couch. As as of Wednesday, he has not been charged in connection with these allegations. According to CNN, Rat Ray denied the allegations in a phone call to the outlet. That's got to be devastating. You know, when they, uh, remember the, the um, when the Olympic athletes, the female gymnasts were up on... Uh, in front of the uh, the house, I guess whoever they were testifying in front of Capitol Hill, and uh, they were talking about how the FBI had dropped the ball on the investigation into that n- lunatic doctor. doctor. Yeah, uh, you know, and they, they you could just see they were devastated. Like, why this was not important enough to follow through on? It's crazy. Uh, by the way, so to follow up his 2021 arrest, he was uh, taken in after allegedly trying to strangle his then-girlfriend. Mm. He was charged with one count of domestic assault and battery by strangulation and another count of domestic assault and battery. So this dude, yeah, man, bad news. Associated right with one of the most beloved holiday movies. Yep. All right, here's good stuff. Nick Cannon is going to be a dad yeah! again. The Wild and Out star took to Instagram on Wednesday to announce that he and model Brittany Bell are expecting their third child together, which will be his ninth child. Uh, the drumline actor shared a video montage featuring him and Bell kissing and caressing one another during a maternity photo shoot. Um, and the pair already have two children, like I said. So listen to the names yeah. that he goes for and his, and his, uh, his I guess, his 
ladies. I mean, he has got several babies with different women. Baby mamas. So five-year-old Golden Sagon and 19-month-old Powerful Queen. (laughs) These are the names. This news comes less than a month after Cannon welcomed his eighth child, Legendary Love, Mm -hmm. with model Brie Taisi. So... I feel like you got to know what the child is going to grow into this in order to name them that. transportation. <laughs> Sly goes with a different yeah. theme on, uh, on naming his child. <laughs> this is public transportation, the Department of Social Security. This is top turnbuckle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, government agencies. So, uh... Can I keep the dog? <laughs> so, still going. Still asking. Aw. So he's got a baby on the way. I He's got the leash and the water bowl. He just wants the dog. Yeah. I promise I'll never let him sleep on my bed. All right. Um, on to other things. In an interview with Variety, which was published yesterday, Olivia Wilde spoke for the first time about getting served child custody papers from her ex, Jason Sudeikis, uh, at CinemaCon in April. So we also saw the footage of this guy approaching her while she's speaking to an audience, and he's the process server, or whatever you'd call him. Yeah, she was uh, promoting her film, Don't Worry, Darling, and she was handed a manila envelope that she thought was a script. However, it turned out that she had just been served, and Sudeikis denied knowing when and where the child custody papers would be delivered. So she had to say to Variety, because people are now asking about this, right? <clears throat> and she said, it was my workplace. Um, in any other workplace, it would be seen as an attack, and it was really upsetting. It shouldn't have been able to happen. Uh, there was a huge breach in security, which is really scary. The hurdles that you had to jump through to get into that room with several badges plus special COVID tests had to right. be taken days in advance, which gave you uh, wristbands that were necessary to gain access to the event. This was something that required forethought. Uh, in addition to calling the act vicious, the actress said, but, you know, sadly, it was not something that was entirely surprising to me. I mean, there's a reason I left that relationship. Yeah, yeah you leave it dangling out there. So, uh, do you think so, Justin? You have no reason to have any basis for your answer, nor do I. Do you think that he knew that Sudeikis knew that she was going to be served in that way? I, I my gut says no. It's, yeah, I yeah, kind I of mean, agree. But, you know, do you just like you hire somebody and you don't know? Right? They're not updating you every second, Their every job, move Kathy, they make. Exactly right. Their job is to get that document to that person. Listen uh, to us and, defending him. Just no, and I know because he's Ted Lasso. Because <laughs> yeah. we like yeah. his character. Yeah, I could also say now he could go to this person and say, look, I'll give you an extra five grand yeah. if you can deliver it to her on stage at this event. <laughs> But I just don't think that happened. But that's my gut. I don't know. How hard was it to get in? You know, she's talking about the the measures just to get into that room. Right. You know, when we've, we've, you know, been a part of these things where it's like, how do you even get there? I mean, you need like a ticket. She didn't know who it was. And he was approaching the stage. It was like the time Eddie Griffin was on stage doing a stand-up act and he got served with papers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe this guy that was that was hired uh, knows the security. You know, who knows? Ah, hell, ah, hell, ah, hell. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
to quote Pierre Robert. <laughs> I also think that they're like, if that's their job, they're a little bit like cutthroat. You know what I mean? And so yeah, they're good at so it. he may have you know walked up and came up with some story and said, "Hey, I'm yeah. her security," or like whatever yeah, it is. Like, you know uh, what I mean? They'll they'll get in however uh, they like they private can. detectives and so on. Yeah, they, they know little tricks of the trade and how to get into places and get to people. Well, when what? she opens up the Manila envelope and you can hear her, uh, she says, "Oh, is this a script?" Yeah, she didn't know what the hell it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah she had no idea. Uh, so, let me see. By the way, I, I have to mention this. For the longest time when I was a kid, I thought it was vanilla envelope. <laughs> no. I was I wondering like why you I feel like a lot of kids that. did. I think so, too. Yeah. Vanilla envelope. That would be awesome, Wouldn't actually. Be? Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 this is delightful. Oh, my God. I have to eat this. <laughs> Uh, hey, you guys will be happy to know that Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz have hit the one-year mark in their relationship, and they're very happy together, according They've to made the source. It. Yeah. Uh, so I like them both, so I'm looking, uh, I'm, I'm looking to a long future. The source says they are very happy. Their careers are a big focus, and they share this passion. When they are off, they are very low-key. They enjoy quiet date nights with friends oh, most often. A lot of fun. They just hang out at Let's home. Let's go have some margaritas, and then we'll go to... Get some succulents. Uh, Chan- <laughs> the source said, Channing is uh, serious about Zoe. It's not a casual relationship. They've been exclusive for a long time now. Uh, they, uh, By the way, they, they had connected last year when um, she, ha- or Kravitz said, yeah, she had uh, tapped Tatum to star in her directorial debut of Pussy Island. Yes. Uh, and they were recently the spotted, to Vagina Valley. spotted together on vacation in Positano, Italy, along with Tatum's daughter, Everly. <laughs> Have you seen there as a meme of uh, <laughs> Zoe Kravitz has a very um, seductive sachet as Catwoman in The yes. Batman, yes. you know, when she's walking around mm-hmm. and there are it's it's sort of a, a TikTok thing of people trying to replicate that walk. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I support that. That's that's good. <laughs> Uh, let me see here. Yeah, so they're they're doing well. All right. Um, how about this? Uh, today reports that on September 22nd, NBC will kick off its fall season with a three-hour Law & Order crossover event. Awesome! Featuring casts from all three shows. All right. So Organized Crime will air first, followed by Special Victims Unit, and then Law & Order. What about uh, public transportation? Uh, no involvement at all. Uh, Kelly Giddish also announced on Wednesday that she will be leaving SVU after 12 seasons 12. on the show. So the, she's out of the, the amount of hours of television produced over these series is just crazy. Yeah. yeah. And they've done these big crossover events where they brought in, what are the whole Chicago series, right? The Chicago Fire, Chicago PD uh, yeah, these super events. Was Rob on that show, McElhenney? He, he was, was right? Yeah, he was so, in an episode. So was Charlie. Yeah. And a lot of actors get their start because they can go in and do it and, and, <clears throat> and get some screen time. Didn't Ryan Dunn yes. have a yeah. cameo too? In, in yeah. fact, he complained. He said that Christopher Maloney, it was on Law & Order, yeah. was kind of um, upset with Ryan because of his, what he called lack of professionals. Right. But right. he was a young actor. Yeah. You know? Okay. Uh, so, according to the Hollywood Reporter, screenings of the shelved Batgirl film have been taking place at the Warner Brothers lot this week. Uh, sources say, and I guess this is a thing, Steve. They call them funeral screenings. Yeah. So the um, we, we by the way, there's an episode of the Comic Book Gurus up. If you go to PressAndSteve.com, where we we talk about this, is the Comic Book Gurus, and it's a little video podcast. But they were saying, Preston, at that, both those uh, guys, um, Craig and Rob and, and uh, 
uh, Steph was also on the show. They were saying they don't believe this is ever going to see the light of day for the tax write-off. But I'm like, how can you do... Michael how can you trash Ke- it? Michael, all the work that's involved. And any clip I've seen is like, I. Uh, there have been far worse movies released, but apparently the law is, or at least the way it's reconciled, is that if it screens or streams, they do not get... The insurance money at all. Oh. So that's $90 million they're looking to So renew. they'll fight tooth and nail to right. keep this and from ever being seen. That's where I first heard the concept of the funeral screening for the people that worked on it. So right. I guess that's what they're doing. Yeah, and, and that's what it's for. They worked really hard, yeah. and they need to, uh, you know, at least be able to see the product. You know that there's been super big budgeted movies that sucked, oh, and they yeah. still release them. Yeah, well, this uh, this story that I'm reading says that uh, they, they're, they're showing they're doing the funeral screenings for cast and crew who worked on the movie before the footage gets locked away in a vault somewhere. So one of the classic movies that's um, been around forever, and they made a documentary about it, The original, they made this Fantastic Four movie years ago before the ones with, um, you know, the, the CGI and Chris yeah. Evans and that horror movie? It was uh, the Fantastic Four. Oh, so, four, I'm sorry. And they were wearing the, you know, the old style uniforms and the effects were horrible and yeah. it was... Uh, and it was locked away. But eventually some of that footage and an intact copy of it did leak out. Really? I can't imagine that at some point yeah. they're not going to show this goddamn thing. Yeah. All right. And then finally, uh, Entertainment Tonight reports that Hulu dropped an extended trailer for the fifth season of The Handmaid's Tale on Wednesday. I haven't seen that yet. I'm a big fan of that show. Uh, the new season is set to premiere on September 14th. So, so hear about that. only the first season is based on the book. Correct. And everything else subsequently is is, right, yeah. is kind of uh, it's just a continuation. I don't know if Margaret Atwood is she. I think she supports is writing. I think yeah, she yeah. supports it, but I don't know if she has any hand in the and uh, uh, where, where the story goes or not. So, all right, I think we're ready for clips. So, a Marine War veteran faces mental and emotional challenges when he tries to reintegrate back into civilian life in Breaking. And here, John Boyega. Uh, describes what inspired him uh, to bring this true story to life. Here we go. My main shock was that I, I didn't know about this story it happened in Atlanta um, uh, just a few years ago, and the fact that I didn't know about it, and the fact that I didn't have the perspective on our veterans and people who come back from war and can't kind of like get back into society inspired me to want to be a part of the storytelling of this. And so, yeah, it's, it's such a great, amazing story to be a part of. Yeah! Breaking is in theaters tomorrow. You know what people don't realize? He's a really good actor. Yeah. I mean, you're familiar with him from the Star Wars movies and uh, Attack the Block, which is a, 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 a independent horror movie, sci-fi movie that he was in and some other stuff. But he's a really good actor. Here's our next clip. It's rare to work alongside your childhood icon, but uh, Yvonne Walton, or is it Yvonne Walton? Uh, was lucky enough to live out his dream. And in this clip, uh, Jason explains... And now it says Jason. What? What's happening here? Javon or Jaden? All right. Explains working on the set of Samaritan (laughs) with Sylvester (laughs) Stallone. They hand this to me and I read it cold, folks. (laughs) Who is this guy? Here we go. It was amazing to be able to work with Sly. Me and him had a special bond on set, too. We'd always argue about boxing and who's going to win this, who's going to win that. So... 
I, th- I think it was for sure special. You know, not many people say that they could be um, working with Sly. To be able to work with him on another level is just dope. You know, we really build a bond between each other. And it was it was good to be able to, like, talk boxing with people. I don't even know who the hell you are. <laughs> uh, catch Samaritan uh, tomorrow uh-huh. on Amazon Prime. So you, again, he, uh, Stallone plays a sort of retired superhero. And he's and it's kind of interesting. It, again, it reminds me very much. Casey, you've seen the the trailer, right? Yeah. No. 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 Oh, it's it's it's, yeah. it's it's like almost unbreakable. Like okay. You know? Okay. I'll watch it. All right. That's it. That's the entertainment report this morning for you, friends. Uh, we're gonna take a break because we got some guests joining us, and uh, we got to get our, our ducks in a row, as they yes. say. So we'll return shortly. A Thursday morning that we share once again. Hang in there. We'll be back in a moment. The new and improved MMR app is out. It's faster, better organized, yet fully customizable to your liking. Start poking around now. If you want to know what's going on at MMR this week, select our featured section to show up in your app feed. Stay on top of what Jackson, Brent, and Jackie Bam Bam are up to and select their show pages. Plus, you can make sure you're ready to win in the next MMR contest or see our latest concert photos. Look for Marissa's App Hack videos to get the ultimate user experience. So update your app now and then customize it to make the new MMR app your app. I want to mention that we have a new Daily Rush video for you to consume. It's called The Old Man Recap. (laughs) And the description says, we live in the golden age of television and there's a new prestige drama, The Old Man. (laughs) After losing in shuffleboard, a man seeks revenge and an olive loaf, and maybe nice piece of fruit. <laughs> uh, so you can watch this now on our YouTube channel. Uh, check the new Daily Rush videos by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Of course, we stream on the YouTube channel as well. And it's sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. By the way, speaking of our streaming and people watching this morning, yes, everybody wants to know where Casey got his hot dog hat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where'd you get that hat, Casey? He's wearing a, uh, a red, red, white, and blue baseball cap, and mm-hmm. it just has on on the big, you know, front where you would put a logo is just a, a hot dog. <laughs> it's a hot dog. With mustard on Ketchup it. Ketchup and mustard, it looks like. Mm. Okay. Uh, the writing fight in Phil's. I, uh, some, for some reason, they popped up on my uh, Instagram feed a couple of days ago. Uh, one of the pitchers there had a really uh, great game. And uh, <laughs> so I went through the, the pictures and I'm like, is that a hot dog in his hat? And then uh, I went to the website and bought myself a hot dog hat. Okay. So I, um, it's kind of a unique hat. I yeah, like it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So thing. it's the Reading Fight and Phil's. Yeah. And you can, you you can just order go one. to the Reading Fight and Phil's website and mm-hmm. click on shop. And find yourself a hot dog hat. May I ask how much that hat cost? No, you may not. Okay. Because Why, my, it a lot? Well, because my wife is listening. And she, doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't know. She does not need to know that I spent $40 on a hat. A frivolous expense. <laughs> yes. But Casey will get miles out of that To keep hat. the marriage intact, it's yeah. probably worth it. Can I write I, that off now since we talked about it on the radio? Yeah. I don't know how that stuff works. Speaking of keeping the marriage intact, that's exactly where we were going to go with this conversation. <laughs> so we had in the entertainment report uh, the story of Sylvester Stallone and his wife of 25 years in relationship 30 years long. Yeah. Uh, they are calling it quits filing for divorce, and the word is that the trigger point was that Sly wanted a new doggy. Can I keep him? He wanted a dog. <laughs> he followed me home. And she didn't want one, and and that may not be the full reason why, but it apparently opened up the floodgates, 
and they probably started saying things to each other that had been bugging themselves, each of them oh, independently yeah. for years, and they just let it all out. Well, I'll tell you what, it was enough of an issue where he did a cover over of her face yeah. with the dog's face on a tattoo that he has on his bicep. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So there may be something there, but yeah, yeah. man, uh, wow. I think he did that as a total spite move to say, if you. I love this. Yeah, I love dogs more than I do. I love this bitch more than you. Oh, my God. (laughs) But I wonder if if relationships have ended over pets. Oh, I guarantee it. I mean, this becomes, we talked about the issue of, like, in a divorce who gets to keep, uh, you know, whatever pets or visitation. I'm sure pets lead to divorces i caused a divorce it happened my dad was was married at my mom passed away and and the marriage was annulled that was based on pets <laughs> the annulment yes Wait, oh no, your, your dad got married after your mom passed yes and, and then, that was annulled and, okay it was, it was and it was because of pets so we had two dogs yeah and my mother the we rescued these dogs when we were living uh, in east northport on long island uh, they were, you know, uh, dropped off. A car pulled off, uh, pulled up next to our house. A station wagon. The back pops down. They throw these two puppies out and leave. My mother brought my, you know, my actual mother brought the dogs into the house. They became our pets. When my mom passed away, my dad was taking care of them at the house. And then when he moved and married this woman, he brought those dogs down to Tennessee. Right and. She did not want the dogs there. She had a very. She pristine... didn't know the dogs would become. I mean, they were his dogs. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so this, these pets were a connection to my to mother. mother. Yeah. And my father was like, <sighs> no. no. And maybe she didn't like that aspect. It of could it have too. been that as well, mm. but that caused that was it. Okay. That was over. Yeah. All right. I know. Now I'm certain that there are people listening who have. Entered, and this is not marriage, but entered into a relationship with someone mm-hmm. who has a pet. Yeah, The other person has a pet, and that pet doesn't like them. Oh, yeah. And that can be either like a, a red flag thing for the person that owns the pet. Yeah. Or the the person that's going into the relationship is like, look, this ain't worth it. Your dog hates me, and I can't stand this. I've you know seen, what I mean? I've seen points of agitation even over if one party has an allergy. Uh, yeah. it's like, and, and the other party wants, oh, yeah. a, and that yeah. is always. Even though the one person can't stop it, it becomes a sore well, point. Well, because I feel like if if they don't also suffer from that, they don't right. understand. They don't understand. Yeah. yeah, you know, and it's like, oh, please. No, yeah, no. An allergy is legit. Yeah, yeah. And we have can. friends that can't that that come over to our house. <laughs> Casey Jojo. Oh, yeah. she friend. can't come over? She, she cannot go into... So we only really are able to socialize with her in the summer, yeah. or at least outside. she comes outside, outside. and she loves yeah. it, and it's My great. Yeah. But she she would explode in our house. You know what? There was a guy not that long ago of a, of a place I frequent, and I'm not going to say where, and uh, he he had brought in a, a puppy to where he was working. I'm like, oh, a new dog there. He's like, yeah. Wife doesn't like it, but I really wanted the dog, and, yeah. and he was essentially saying it was it was a it was a tough move, yeah, you know. And she's not having it, and uh, oh. and so that's why he had the dog at work. And, and but but he, I'll against, take care of it. But apparently, he against her wishes. Oh. You know, you you have to agree on this. Yes. You know what I mean? Before you bring that on, and, and he, <sighs> hang on, Case. I know that you. No matter what, you want the pet. No matter what, yeah. but. You got to you got to agree on that. It's oh, we, just we you, did it, the it is it, 
You did? We, we, okay. yeah, when we were kids, we, my mom, that's took us, different. We got a puppy yeah. and we got, came home to my dad and we were like, surprise, <laughs> we got a dog. Preston. We had to take it back. Unless there is like stayed with us for like a week, and then he was like, "No, like I did not agree to this. It's got to go back." If there's like a medical thing where you're allergic to or something along those lines, I understand. But like, what I don't get is so when when you have like a disagreement in a marriage, I want one, I don't. Well, (laughs) your why why does your not wanting supersede my wanting because it's an added responsibility i understand that but when you're saying like like <laughs> i'll take care of it it's cool. I would leave it. I came home and his Rottweiler was behind me. Yeah. No, like when you're coming to an as agreement, much as, you, as much as you say is it will be my responsibility, mm-hmm. you know, you not know always. it's a shared responsibility. Not yes, always. It is. No, well, maybe, but not always. Not Does, I, in your in your situation, you have two big dogs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, are, no, are that's the shared responsibility are, in my so, house, except did, for when the you, dog does something bad. That's did my you dog. ask Diane, did you guys talk about it? Yeah, we. I didn't bring a dog home right. without asking So that's about all. It. I think if you, you come to, I think that is something that is, also, it also benefits the animal. You don't want to bring an animal into a situation where it's going to be loathed by one of the parties and, 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 and make an uncomfortable situation. Also consider the, the, uh, the, or... Maybe find common ground. What if I bring one home that's not alive? That the one we <laughs> like a Lenny and a Vice and Men. Uh huh. Yeah. My dad's dog hated my mother when they um, got married and moved in together, and and it, she would. My mom said that the dog would growl at her when she would go near his laundry to like do anything. Wasn't the dog's name Janice Joplin? No, <laughs> it was Daisy. Oh, um, Daisy. She was older, so she didn't last Aww. very long into the marriage. But she hated my mom. Wow. My, my yeah. dad adopted a cat one time for my mom, Kathy, and that cat ended up hating my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he got on the way home from the SPCA where he adopted her. He got a speeding ticket. Everything was showing. Yeah, it's such a wonderful thing to to, to, to have pets, and and, and you know, it's not everybody's thing. And if you're not a pet person, don't adopt and don't you know don't don't get involved. But if you are, it can really embellish things. But again. Preston, when this story arose about this this being one of the beginning wedges between Stallone and his wife, I'm like, yeah, it yeah. can happen. It really can. Yeah. Stallone is always, he, you can tell he's always been a dog guy. He Buckus. Puts, and not only Buckus, but yeah. in, in uh, you remember Rocky Balboa, he takes the kid to the pound. He's like, let's go get a dog. I they think pick out Tyler Shire. Yeah, no, they didn't pick out <laughs> Casey. Look um, at this one. This is one. Very <laughs> ugly, but I love it. I'm going to use your argument, not as an indictment of you, but to, to expand on a point, right? So your argument of, uh, of can we get the dog, I want it, versus what the wife is saying, I don't want it, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that this, uh, and this is just a possibility, that uh, Jennifer Flavin Stallone looked at Sly Stallone and said, you're always getting what you want. You're being the selfish one. You, and, and I'm saying no, and you just go ahead and you do it anyway. You're being so selfish, and this is, and, and it's that, that, that argument just extends beyond the dog and that I can't speak to... on their relationship. I have no. I don't even. I don't. I've always thought of you two as much, very much like <laughs> Stallone and Jennifer. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Them? I mean, if I were to look at that, I would go. Uh, you married his multi, multi, multi millionaire, right? And you have all. Uh, I don't know her. I want a dog. She could. She could come from I a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you're saying. 
She could come from a lot of money as well. But I'm just, I'm assuming that her entire life and lifestyle yeah. has been built by him. I'm just saying hypothetically. Hypothetically. She looks at all of this and says, you are, you are always just doing things for you? Guys, and you want this dog for you? He could build an entire house larger than our houses yes. for this dog. That's true. And hire a staff to take care of this dog removed from the wife. Yeah. But so, he wouldn't do yeah. that. I don't want to play with it. Dog's going to be in the bed with him at night. I love you, though, Ma. You think you look at it. No, I booped you, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny to think of Rambo that way, right? Yeah. Come here. Yeah. Yeah. Come over here. Uh, I, I, I got some doggy bones for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me get some calls here. Uh, I'm going to go to Joan. Hi there, Joan. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Joan? Well, I had a coworker who came into work one day and, and announced that she purchased a puppy. Okay. And about a week and a half later, she's like, you know what? Family does not want this dog. Mm. Nobody wants anything to do with it. I don't know what to do. I said, well, I'll take it. Well, I ended up having him for almost 17 years. Well, good, good for you. That was really good. And, and you, you, you raise a point, though, Joan, that and to, to Casey's and just, I guess, in general, we're all saying this. Work it out with everyone because the last thing you want to make is the, the pet collateral damage yeah. to you not making the right call. Agreed. Exactly. Agreed. All right. Thank you. Uh, let me go next to Brian. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Brian? Damn, I'm just calling about my dog. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I had a I had a dirt German Shepherd. This is many many years ago. Uh, it was with my oldest son's mother. Uh, we were dating. We never got really got married or anything. But this dog, she hated. He was a German Shepherd. I called him Bismarck, and she hated this dog from the moment we started dating. Well, I guess it was about six months into the relationship, she uh, decided she was going to hop over to the house one day unannounced, and I was not there. And this dog, by the way, went with me everywhere, mm. everywhere. But this is a one occasion I could not take it with me because I was going to the doctors, right. and I didn't want to leave him in the car or anything. Well, she came in unannounced, did not know the dog was in the house. And I guess the dog felt mutual with her, but he had her pinned in the bathroom for two <laughs> Hours trying oh. to kill her. She oh was she, she locked herself in the bathroom to avoid uh, uh, being attacked by the dog. Yeah, yeah, okay. and it was not a it was not a pleasant scene when I walked into the house. He had the door tore up. He had pictures off the wall. He really he wanted dude to that'd be terrifying. Yeah, for her. So how yeah, did I, how did I, it I, end up? How did it play out? Uh, well, she came out. I guess after about two days of arguing, she said the dog or me, and I said, uh, yeah. <laughs> Wow. wow. You, that, this is a story I'm sure I know for a fact. It's played out countless times. It happened with my dad. Was the dogs are the dogs are me. All right, yeah. the dogs. Brian, did you end up meeting somebody else? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I've uh, divorced her, too. So. Oh! <laughs> Maybe you're the problem. Just stay, was over a cat. Just stay with the dog, yeah. My uh, shit suit. over a hamster. <laughs> Thank, thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Get that thing. Not to bring things down, but, you know, he talked about the, the, the German Shepherd uh, trapping her. There was a there was a horrible story yesterday. Oh, with the, the male postal worker? I don't know. Were they a postal worker? They're being attacked by a dog. Police had to shoot it. Oh, God. Oh, no, no. That's a different one. And yes. And like the... the, the, the Clamped these, on the, the arm. kids... Yeah. We're, we're trying to, to we're using baseball bats on this dog because it was savagely it tearing up. This person wouldn't let go, and the police had to come and kill it. I mean, you get a dog that is sizable enough and that has whatever in its mind that it's in attack mode. It can be very, very dangerous. There was a story about a postal worker down in Florida, I believe it was, and these, these dogs had 
I don't think the the person who owned these dogs was was training them right or treating them right, but they attacked this postal worker and killed her. Mm. Yeah. All right, we don't want to talk about that. No. Uh, here's a dog uh, like good dog like the one I would have. Yes, which is what you really want to get, this right? Is so yeah. cute. Uh, let's see. I'll let's take good care of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, feed it. I'll wash it. I'll play with it. I'll take it to the park. Uh, this text says, uh, I think if I brought home another dog, my husband would divorce me, too. Uh, then again, we already have two dogs, two cats, and I'm four months pregnant. Oh. So sometimes it's the situation. <laughs> right then and there, the timing is not good. Yeah. Maybe hold off and soften them up yeah, a little yeah. bit and then come in with the dog. Uh, so is uh, who is more, uh, is Rochelle more? The, are you both equal pet people? We're, we're equal pet people. We love, That really makes such a difference. We, we love our, our pets. Now, listen, I was I did not want the dogs that we have now because right. we had just gotten over 22 years of having cats. Yeah. And they had, they had just passed. I'm like, let's take a breather right. from the pet uh, responsibility. The yeah. breather is nice. Uh, yeah. No more, no more cleaning cat boxes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and you can Those leave yeah. and just go for a little while. So anyhow, but it only lasted a couple months, and the kids really wanted dogs. And they brought them in, and I was very hesitant. I gave in, I gave my consent, and now I'm the dog dad. Because uh, then you love those, and guys. I'm and, and I'm their favorite. Like they they come to me and uh, all the time over anybody else. You know I'm, how I'm I can the tell? guy that didn't want them. You, you turn around and Preston will have footage of the dogs on the beach and all, and you become uh, yeah. that guy. So yeah. it was like my, my wife Chelsea, who just we recently had to put down our, our dog. Dog, um, she um, she wanted this dog. It was the first dog she ever. Had herself, so brought it. To, now I've had I had dogs throughout my life, yeah. and I know that they're they're much more work than cats. They're they're great, but uh, sure as hell, Preston was like, okay, it was the classic. You know, I get up early. I can't be walking the dog. I can't be doing this stuff. And then, wouldn't you know, in mm. short order, I was hiking with that dog every day. Yep. She was my buddy. It's always the case. And I know we all talk to them like, oh like my Stallone does. God. Like, I love you, baby, baby. Come here, kiss. I want the bu- I just pooped you on your nose. I pooped you on your butt. No, didn't I? <laughs> it's a great hashtag to follow is boop my nose. <laughs> I swear, go hashtag boop my nose, and it's just dogs' noses, and you got to double boop it so you can like it. Uh, what, how do you spell boop? B-O-O-P. Okay. Right. You leave off the last that's receiving. All right, let me go to Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Good morning. Hey, how are you? Good. What's up, Elizabeth? So my girlfriend started dating this guy that had a dog. Um, it was at least a year old, and the dog hated her. And since then, it's bit her. She's had to get stitches. Oh, my God. Um, It's bit other people when they have parties. Now they have to put it in a crate because it'll just randomly bite people. Um, They just got married, and they still have the dog. They've they've had personal trainers come in and, like, try to train this dog so that, you know, it can be around people. Mm -hmm. But, like, what do you do? So yeah. it, it can't. It, you say, hey, you got to get rid of this dog that you loved before you even met me. I'm right, that's a tough spot to be. It, in. it is a tough spot. In cases like that, there are people and who are are good at handling dogs like that. A dog like that can go out and sometimes be in a uh, like like a like a like a, like a barn dog or a uh, you know where there's more like a like a farm. That's not the classic. Oh, he sends it to a farm or it runs around with other animals and. Uh, you know that sort of um, false story, but it, you can 
there are ways around it, but it is it rips you apart because he was a mean dog. Yeah, you become attached to them. You know, they're family yeah, members. Yeah, I it's a tough spot to be in. Uh thank you, Elizabeth. Hey, hey. look who's on the phone line. What? Our buddy from uh, Stonehouse Revival, Jeff Devlin. Hey! Yo, what? no, what's up, Jeff? Not much. How are you guys? We're doing good, man. Did you have a like a dog story you're calling in about? Well, actually, no. It's a pig story. Okay, a pig story. Yeah. All right, All right. I'm, I'm uh, in. I do want to say I, I, I'm a, I'm divorced. Uh, <laughs> I don't know necessarily that it was because of this, but this was one of those underlying issues, and I want to be careful. Uh, because I still am in contact with my ex. But yeah. I was traveling for show I Hate My Bath. I uh, was ready to leave one day to uh, travel out to Minnesota where we were filming the show. And right before I left to, to leave to get on the plane, I had a, a conversation with my ex saying that uh, she really wanted to get pot belly pigs. Yeah. And I was like, look, now's not a good time. Uh, however, we can talk about it when we get back. Okay. I get off the plane in Minnesota. Uh, I get a call from my, my good friend, Rich, and he says, uh, I love the new kids. And I'm like, wait, what? I look on Facebook, and there are my kids holding two potbelly pigs in their arms in our house. Uh, the kicker is, is that these pigs, I don't know if most people know this, pigs are like, they last 35 years on average. No. And she wanted them to stay in the house. I can't even tell you what a litter box for a pot belly pig looks like. Uh, it's that tub that you slide up underneath your bed, and it's just, it's it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it's used to a little bit, but not a... Uh, I don't think Kathy would approve. No, hey, Jeff, 100% not. Those, those pot belly pigs can get sizable, correct? They can. I mean, you're talking like 200 to 250 pounds. Yeah. Oh, come on. So there's like and the teacup. There's like this, I guess, the teacup version of a, of a pig that stays a little bit smaller. But a lot of people yeah. don't. Re- now, now, people who have pigs, and they're, they can be great pets, and they yeah. love them, but they but are a lot of work. Wait, did you live on a farm? Well, I mean, I lived in an old farmhouse. We had about two acres, but yeah. they lived in the house for a year, almost two years. <laughs> yeah, no. Now, the bottom line is, <laughs> is it was it was done without an agreement. That's that, that's the bottom was, line. And and then, but you get put in Casey's. What he was talking about earlier is like, but I want it. And then all of a sudden, you come home, and the kids are like. Dad, you can't, you have to keep it. Like, come on. That's extortion, though. That's emotion. That, that does nobody any good. And I mean, you 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 did say, "Look, can we talk about it when we get back?" You you weren't saying absolutely, hands down, no. You just wanted to have the discussion. And again, in a way, it, you you risk making the animals collateral damage in not being open and. You know, approachable about it, so that oh, it, I, it, I can see your your point. It gets, it gets extremely bitter when you're cleaning up <laughs> crap, if I might say, from yeah. a pig yeah. in the little mid, middle of your room, and they like pigs need to root. So it's like you're watching this pig, and it's it's like watching a, a 13 year old girl wear high heels for the first time on wooden. <laughs> <laughs> so would. Did they? And then they crashed everywhere. It was just it, it threw a huge wrench into our marriage, and then it coupled with you know 
cats would just come home, rescues. <laughs> yeah. And then it just, it, and I love animals. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But man, <laughs> that one was a tough one for me. Well, and then two of them, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when they get to be a decent size, they're, they're kind of crapping on a human level, aren't they? Bigger than that. I'm talking like horse level. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, man. And, and they used to, like, the ergonomics, and I have to be careful. Yeah. The ergonomics of a pig, <laughs> to pee, it's like a fire hose coming out their ass. Oh, so my God. Cool. <laughs> and this is, all, this is all happening in your bedroom? Straight out. So they would Dude. stand in this litter box, right, which is like four foot long. <laughs> they would stand in it because they were so big, and then they would pee, and it would, like, hit the wall and, like, ladder. Oh, my God. I, no, and I'm telling you, you you know, like litter of a cat, it's clump, it's kind of yeah. cute, it's, and they have great kitty it's litter. It's not cute. Kitty litter was not <laughs> meant for pig pee. It was not. Dude, I want to be respectful to your ex-wife, but I feel like I'm okay with this divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for approving it, Kathy. Are the pigs still around, or are they or are they on a farm somewhere? <laughs> they are. They are with my ex right now. She's taking care of the one. Unfortunately, one did pass, uh. but, and she she's. How did that bacon taste, Jeff? <laughs> I was like, God bless her that she's able to do stuff like that. I just, I can't. I'm not. Uh, no, that, that was I, a little too much. I, I understand that. That was kind of presumptuous oh to get God. two. Uh, yeah, but I get it. Yeah, presumptuous to get one. No, yeah. no pigs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Without an agreement, that's the thing. Right. This is a heavy responsibility that the family shares. You know, and to have them I living know inside. If Casey's okay with it. Is Casey okay with? A pig coming home. <laughs> if he really farm wanted. animals are different than like yeah, yeah. domesticated like dogs <laughs> and cats. Yeah, yeah. I, and mind like, if I put a Clydesdale in our closet? <laughs> wow, uh, Jeff. Just fun, dude. Thank you so much for sharing that story. That's awesome, bud. We'll talk to you soon. My okay. Pleasure. All right. Enjoy. All right. From Stonehouse Revival, our wow. good friend Jeff Devlin. Great show. Awesome guy. Wow. Um, you can't bring a pig home. <laughs> so we had we. I know I had neighbors that had uh, goats and 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 a pig growing up, but it was outside in a special facility that was built for it. I couldn't imagine having that in a house. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, the idea of somebody... Can I my, get my, it big? My friend's wife just, like, you know, brought home a dog one day. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. I, I would not I would not have that. I, this is a... This is a family decision, as far as I'm concerned. And, 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 and if it doesn't work out, and if it's that... Um, uh, if you feel that strongly one way or the other... You're like Sly and 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 Jennifer. Right. You get a divorce. I mean, it might lead. Oh, I, I was so bad. It might lead to that. And I don't love you anymore. One <laughs> doggy. That's crazy. Man. Um. Yeah. Wow. Um, but it, it, and again, there's this whole series of of considerations that need to take place that often don't. Hang on. Let me go to Kelly here real quick. Hi, Kelly. Good morning. Hey guys, what's the word? Uh, oh, uh, you, oh, uh, don't you start this. Yeah, you could do it. It's been years. <laughs> you know what's funny is it's been years since anybody's done that, and Casey still has the button like right there on this screen in front of me. All right, what's up, Kelly? Um, so a couple years ago, I was I was dating a guy. We worked together for probably five years. Um, and we already, we had one dog together and then I begged to get a second dog. Like I wanted a dog so bad. So we ended up getting a second dog and he was the devil. Like truly he uh. bit other dogs. He, bit, he one time bit a kid. Like 
he was the worst. But, I mean, I loved him. He was cute. He just was, you know, really terrible socially. So things uh, got hairy between he and I. And then when things ended, he was like, you're taking the dog. The second dog, his name is Cash. He's like, you're taking him. You know, you're the one who wanted him. I didn't want this dog. And I was like, gosh, I really can't take him. So, I mean, <laughs> the breakup took a while because, you know, we lived together, everything. So after, you know, a couple of weeks, I was like, listen, I really, I really can't take the dog. And he very reluctantly accepted the dog. But I always felt guilty because I'm like, man, I really did make him get this dog. And yeah. he was, I'm telling you, the worst. But now I'm, I'm not stuck with him, which is good. <laughs> did, 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 he, did he keep the dog? And, and, and I hope he didn't, like, you know, bring it to a shelter or something. Did he, did he no, keep the no, dog? He, he's alive and well. I all right, all right. But she, but it was her idea. It was her idea. And she's, yeah. it off and she's on admitting this, it. Yeah. This troubled, uh, this difficult to deal with animal yeah. off on him. This dog hates you. Can you keep shame on you, Kelly? Shame on you. <laughs> but it's not your problem anymore, now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for the call. Listen, my dogs do need, and, and I'll bring this up on the air. Um, I would like to get them some obedience training. What? Uh, they, oh, man. They they bark at everyone and everything, and walking them is difficult, and being around other dogs. We but have they... we do have them socialized with other dogs from time to time, and it'll seem okay, and then all of a sudden the little one, Haley, freaks out, or she'll pick one person like we have. If we have people over, she'll, yeah. like, go after one person for no particular reason, and it drives us crazy. What, like barking at them? Or... Yeah, snarling, barking, oh, going geez. at them. Oh, yeah. Do you know who's honestly? Got, I think we think she's got a little chihuahua. Or, yeah, like which are they're they can be feisty. Honestly, know? one of the things you can do is check through the old Caesar Milan shows, the uh, the dog whisperer. You know, he he is he and and because he's always treating situations like that. Yeah, and then there's also I need I, a, I need it. someone to help me All train right. them rather than just watching an instructional video and trying. You can to trainers out there. I know. Though. I just need well, to get Jen Green, Alpha Bravo Canine, can refer you to someone who uh, she does training and maybe can help you with these dogs. Okay, you know. Because send them away for a while. Well, yeah, some of them, military. They come back. Yeah, no, yeah. some of them do. Some of them will take your dog for yeah. you know I don't know how long it is, a couple weeks or or whatever, and then bring them back. Listen, I got to send you the military. <laughs> Show you what you need to do. You guys have your own good. You have no idea. His dogs are so well trained, though. I mean, yeah. they play dead. You know, they oh, no, it, they'll they'll respond to commands and yeah. things like that. But when something happens, they they like go feral. Like, like you cannot yeah. get through to them at like all. Like ripping birds apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, or, you know, just other dogs or, or anybody who walks by the house, you know. And I, listen, I, there are loads of people listening right now who know exactly, exactly. what I'm talking about. But anyhow, yeah. Well, all right, well I'll look into that. Yeah. Um, but, she can help uh, you out. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, it can be grounds for divorce, apparently. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, yeah. Somebody wants a dog and the other one doesn't. They promise they'll take care of I'll it. I'll take care of it. <laughs> I woke it every day and I change his water bowl every day. Yeah. Can't keep him. <laughs> it, it happens sometimes. <laughs> All right, I want to take a break and come back, but I also want to give you some tickets to see a really funny and cool guy, Mr. Paul Reiser. He's great. We just had on the show the other day. He is going to be at the Keswick Theater on the 11th of November. Uh, There are tickets on sale now at AXS.com, but we'll take caller number 14, and we will give you tickets. 215-263-WMMR. All right, caller number 14. Let's set you up. Paul Reiser, November 11th at the Keswick Theater. Coming back with the Beat Files. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. 
And coming soon to OnlyFans. Kidding! Football is back, and this Eagles season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2023 Eagles season tickets. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwin.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, here we go. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by TMA Bucks. They encourage you to visit Bucks County by leaving the car at home and riding SEPTA Regional Rail. You can go to tmabucks.com to check out their Bucks County Public Transit Ride Guide uh, for trip planning assistance. All right, we'll start with this, man. A bull with flaming horns gored a young man who later died from his injuries during a bull running event. Uh, footage shows Adrian Martinez Fernandez being smashed by the furious burning beast in the town of Vallada in Valencia, Spain on Sunday during an annual event ran as a tribute to a patron saint. Uh, the animal whose horns had been set alight for the festival turned Fernandez over and then gored him as terrified festival goers standing mere feet away but protected by railings looked on in disbelief. Sometimes the, the bull's got to win. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're, you're setting it on yes. fire and letting it run around. Uh, it's stupid. It's uh, dumb. The, the 24-year-old was taken by ambulance to the hospital as a precaution with no immediately... I found this bull in the street. Can I keep him? Oh, <laughs> with no immediately visible injuries, but the attack had ruptured his spleen and caused several other internal injuries, leaving medical staff with no hope of saving his life. Uh, the city council later suspended the bullfighting a night that was due to take place later that day, as well as another event uh, scheduled for Monday morning due to the death of the young man. That was the annual gerbil stomp. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the running of the gerbil. Yeah. What do they do? Uh, yeah. they, do a, they do the Charleston on gerbils. Okay, <laughs> they just they literally yeah, just yeah. as they're stamping right with that, their with, during the dance they actually squish gerbils under their feet. I'd say a tribute the patron saint of kindness. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that that existed, but. So the, by the way, a bull with flaming, <laughs> the annual gerbil stomp, a bull with flaming horns is known as a toro embolado. Yes. Or a bull with balls okay. and is uh, a sight that can be witnessed in many Spanish towns during bull running events. The animal has balls of flammable material attached uh, to its horns. I don't like that. Uh, before they are set alight and the enraged, bu- the enraged bull is set free to tear through the streets. Locals then try to dodge the bull as it rips through the town's roads. Oh, what fun! <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Bring the kids. Yes. Oh, it's, it's also great for the handy. Uh, but the pain caused by the flames typically worked the animal into a frenzy. Of course, it has them fire in front of its face. This, this is... Uh, Barbaric! It is barbaric. Thank you. That's the word. At least the gerbil stomp is a communal thing. By the way, the municipality is celebrating its patron saint festivities in honor of San Bertamo. Yes, uh, which culminates with kitten soccer. Uh, Festivities are scheduled to end this Sunday, marking a week of celebrations, by the way. so (laughs) just brutal. Yeah. 
Wait, is this? It's, it's getting soccer. Getting soccer. <laughs> It's horrible. Terrible. Uh, A man in Ghana allegedly cut off his own penis while he was having a dream about slaughtering a goat. This is why I don't keep a knife on the nightstand. Uh, The man has been identified as 40-year-old Kofi Atta. Uh, The incident occurred on August 12th. Atta later woke up to see his penis chopped off. It's so funny because I thought it was a goat. Uh, Atta's wife, Adwa... Uh, was traveling at the time and found out about the ordeal after a neighbor neighbor contacted her. I had a terrible night last night. Cut off my penis. When she returned home, she discovered her husband bleeding from his manhood on a chamber pot and holding his penis. Uh, she I had- have an explanation. Yes. <laughs> Before you go ape-ass, let me explain. Uh, she then got her husband a diaper to help reduce blood flow. And You're the best. Took him to an area hospital. Huh. Uh, uh, Do you while... keep an emergency diaper in the room just in case you cut your penis off at night? You never know. Yeah. Uh, while Ada's condition was not immediately known, uh, an anchor on uh, local news tweeted that he is currently battling for his life. We now have a feel-good story about a man who cut his penis yeah. off during the night. There's footage of this. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're looking at a picture of uh, oh, of his bandaged-up manhood. Yeah. Man. All right, here's a follow-up story for you. One of the drivers of a Brinks tractor trailer was asleep inside of the big rig parked near a remote southern california rest stop earlier this summer when thieves broke a lock and stole millions of dollars worth of jewelry and gemstones do they believe this was an inside uh job not now they're not they're not saying that in this report according this is a lawsuit filed by the security company while the second driver was getting food inside the rest stop Early on July 11th, spending nearly 30 minutes away from the vehicle, the thieves stole 22 bags of jewelry from the vehicle and fled. The heist nabbed a haul that's been described by some as worth less than $10 million and others as roughly $100 million. Okay, so it's either less than $10 million or $100 million. And the value is now the subject of two lawsuits filed this month. So the value is part of this lawsuit. Right, right. Uh, if the latter figure is accurate, it would make one of the largest jewelry thefts in modern history. Uh, it occurred near the Flying J rest stop and gas station about 75 miles north of downtown Los Angeles as the items were being sent overnight from a jewelry show in the San Francisco Bay Area down to the Los Angeles region for another event. Fourteen jewelers and jewelry companies alleged breach of contract and negligence in a lawsuit filed against uh, Brinks in Los Angeles. But those locks are supposed to be... Not so easy to break. That's why you hire Brinks. Brinks' lawsuit states that the driver left his partner in the big rig sleeping berth while he went to get food. So this isn't a standard armored car. Oh. This is a, this is a semi, okay? Uh, that would... Oh, Jesus. Right. Uh, and a, it's, it was a move that the company says was per Department of Transportation regulations. So he was gone for 27 minutes and returned to find the lock broken. Hmm. Uh, though the sleeping driver said he hadn't seen or heard anything unusual, according to the lawsuit. And it was not immediately clear whether the... The driver was supposed to be gone for so long, and if the sleeping berth is soundproof or not. But that's effed up. Yeah, there's some lawsuits for that. All right, then we'll do one more quick one. Let's end with uh, this. Uh, the word out among boaters along the coast of European countries is look out for orcas. Uh, for more than a year now, killer whales have been regularly causing trouble for boaters near France, Spain, Portugal, and elsewhere. It's like a gang of killer whales. No one's been injured, but the same can't be said for the boats, too. were sunk off Portugal's coast last week. The unusual behavior has prompted warnings such as this one that says in Yachting Monthly, 
Orcas have been nudging boats to bring them to a halt and gnawing at their rudders, leaving sailors shaken and stranded, in many cases relying on salvage toes to get them back to shore. And today on Yachting Monthly, a disgusting story about orcas. Uh, So, what's going on? Well, scientists aren't sure, but theories are interesting and somewhat innocent. For example... Uh, Renaud de Stefanis of the Conservation Information Research Center said he doesn't think the orcas mean harm. He he guesses that uh, if they've come to like the feel of the water pressure from boat propellers, he said we think that this they're they're asking to have the propeller in the face. And they said if it comes across a sailboat with its engine off, they get kind of frustrated, and that's why they break the rudder. And so they're sort of they're sort of playing, right? Yeah, and listen to this one. Live science suggests something along those lines as well, that the boat ramming might be a temporary fad for the orcas. It seems that orcas have a documented history of picking up behavioral quirks from one another, as when Puget Sound orcas, listen to this, yeah. went through a phase in the late 1980s of wearing dead salmon like hats. What? They would he's not kidding. I remember this, yes. It cites a 2004 scientific paper on that very thing, which explained that a female orca did it first, and the other orcas mimicked her. Have you seen what Madge has been doing? I love your salmon (laughs) Do you? I made it myself. That's pretty amazing. (laughs) Let's go ram some uh, boat engines. Uh, So the fashion trend lasted for a summer, Kathy. That's incredible. They had all these orcas going around with dead salmons on their forehead. Do you like? Yeah. Uh, researchers uh, dis- Look, I'm wearing yoga pants. Uh, speculates <laughs> that uh, the orcas involved in the recent boat encounters are most likely juvenile ma- juvenile males. Yeah, sounds about right. Who will outgrow <laughs> the game eventually? They probably laugh at fart jokes. Too. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We're going to get a guest here in the studio in a little bit. Uh, Josh Potter is going to be at Helium Comedy Club. So hang out. We'll talk to him when we return. Stay with us. Oh. You know what? And as as we are leaving, let me give away a pair of Fandango tickets to see the movie Fall. Uh, We'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR after they climb 2,000 feet to the top of a remote abandoned radio tower. Two friends find themselves stranded with no way down. Yeah. In theaters now from Lionsgate. Caller number 12 to give you those tickets. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Who serves up the best burger in Philly? Taste for yourself. Philly Burger Brawl is back. Round one, fight. So get off your buns and come sample the region's meat you can't beat. From traditional to gourmet to, whoa, what's on that one? Come stuff your grill with unlimited burger bites. Sunday, October 23rd. Outdoors at Xfinity Live with cold beer and live music. Benefiting Philly Parks and Rec's at-risk teen initiative. And Philly School District's after-school programming. Ticket info's up at WMMR.com. Don't miss Philly Burger Brawl 2022 at Xfinity Live. I do love the taste of a good burger. Mm. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your taste buds. The next guest is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight. One show only, 8 p.m. So make sure that you do get your tickets. And this is our first time meeting Mr. Josh Potter. Yeah. Hey, 
thanks for having me. Been uh, you know, a fan of you guys a long time. Uh, it's very really? kind. How so? I mean, I worked in uh, morning radio for 15 years in Buffalo. Okay. Uh, you might remember some of my work. I don't know if the consultants brought it around. Nude with a dude was one of my concoctions. <laughs> Nude with a dude. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure the consultants <clears throat> came by with that sure. one. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I trick-or-treated at a couple pedophile houses and oh things my like gosh. that. So, Dear you God. Know, I went through the ringer 15 years doing that. So I looked up to you guys as a, well, you guys you. Are a tent pole in the industry. Well, I'm thank so you. Still yeah. doing it. We well, have to, there's a big collection and, and sharing of dumb ideas. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's yeah. really what keeps the industry alive. I'm sorry, Nick. I jumped no, in. No, no, no. I was just going to ask, was that the NPR station in Buffalo where you were? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, now listen, Josh, like I said, it's our first time meeting. I'm sure you get this all the time, but you have got the thickest prescription glasses Oh, yeah, I've I can't see any ever of you in here. seen. They almost look like novelty glasses. Sure, yeah, no, I'm blind as uh, as all hell, and but I'm happy you guys put your names really large. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I can see all of them pretty good, but... Nice. Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm blind in my right eye altogether. It's, Seriously? Yeah, yeah it's not okay. great. Wow. It's rough okay. stuff. But, yeah. Uh, so Kathy has, when she's wearing contacts, but when she wears glasses, they're in the ballpark of you. I yeah. think okay. Mine, appears mine to are be. pretty bad. Do you yeah. know what your numbers are? I think I'm minus 19 last I checked, and I think oh, it's wow. gotten much worse since then. Okay. So are you allowed to, to drive? To I'm, like se- I'm a 7.5. Oh, I'll say this. The, the state of New York gave me a license. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whether or not that was, I mean, uh, I don't know if any, I, mean, I'm, I might be talking tales out of school by giving this tip out, but yeah. if you get a note from your eye doctor... You can just forego the eye test at the DMV. What? That oh. seems problematic. Well, how do you think all these old people? Are <laughs> right. <laughs> By the way, years ago, so and this would happen. You 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 get the eye test and so on and so forth. Then I remember clearly being at a motor vehicle one time where they denied a guy who was clearly older. No, you didn't pass. Kink. And and right. I do they. Do they do that anymore now? Because there seems to be anyone and everyone can drive. My doctor told me, he goes, I'm never going to rob you of your independence unless it gets to the point where I consider it dangerous. Right. You know, so he let me keep re-upping. I moved to L.A. and I was poor and I decided I'm not going to drive anymore because of financial reasons and for the betterment of society. Because <laughs> you owe it to yeah. society. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, did you ever, have you ever had any dicey situations while driving? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was banging my car into things all the time the time i was like turning and i remember i had a driveway where like the corner of the house was right there and you had to make a quick sharp right yeah. turn and i'd scrape my car against the house and my dad's like what, what's wrong you drunk or something and i'm like i'm blind in my right eye yeah yeah would you ever would you ever have any little uh, dings in parking lots and just kind of oh, they'll move along now. i was always a guilty conscious and i would bring them up my insurance sucked it was out the out the ass but it yeah. was like you know it was uh i would feel guilty if i did do something hmm. and i would always tell them that I, you know, I took okay. a note or whatever. That's admirable. You know why? Because you, if you've ever been dinged and have the scumbag right. leave and not, you like, I'm not going to do this to someone else. I remember one time during an ice storm, I slid into a car slowly, but I did, that had been hit already twice before because it was at the bottom of a hill. Uh-huh. And there were two other notes on it. But I'm Oh, like, there were. So you're like, well, I, what I'll let him But I still wrote oh, it down because okay. I'm like, I'm part of it. And, and I know it sucks because... I actually was in work one time when my early radio gigs, somebody literally ripped the full assembly, bumper, <laughs> headlights, and everything off the front of my car. Oh, my Lord. Pretended to write a note. Oh, yeah. And just scribbled and put it under the wind, uh, the windshield oh. wiper and left. So I'm like, I had a, I'm never doing that. This is when I was in radio. I had a car that was just parked in the street, and I woke up, and my buddy was, uh, my roommate was the promotions director at the time, and he would go in earlier than me. And he goes, he calls me, he goes, your car is like twisted into a pretzel in the road. And I'm like, what 
I thinking in my head, yeah, what did I do last night? <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I, I came home early. I went to bed, and then I came out, and it was evidently there was a there, a cop just wrote a note on it. He goes, a drunk driver smashed in your car. We didn't find him. Oh man, well, he, in Buffalo, yeah, so. Brutal. Uh, I, I, you know, born and raised in New York and, and Buffalo. We'd visit Buffalo, and and you know, horrible, horrible. It starts snowing early July. Oh you know? yeah, I mean, it's so. How were you handling that if you had a, 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 a impaired driving? Well, you know, I'll tell you. It, I think it brings everyone to my level. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm that's a good way to think of it. it. On yeah. a beautiful day, I'm seeing the same thing you are during a whiteout. So right. I'm handling it the same way all the way across the board. <laughs> yeah. How far is uh, Buffalo from uh, Niagara Falls? It's pretty Not close, very, right? Very far at all. Ten minute drive. Okay. That. Yeah. That's I was, what I did when I. I uh, sorry, press. When I went to the Eagles. Uh, Bills game, I went for the weekend, but I wasn't going to spend a weekend in Buffalo. <laughs> so I, I used to have to, to drive all the comics to go visit Niagara Falls when I lived there. They'd be like, "Take me to Niagara Falls." I'm like, "Oh God!" And you do that with everybody that comes to visit you. Well, listen, I got a, I, I saw an article the other day about somebody who went and, and visited Niagara Falls, and they were just ripping it to pieces because oh, it's awful. It's Johannesburg, well, yeah, but but they, <laughs> I mean, it's but they, but they were ripping it because it was it was so tourist laden. But I, my response is like. What did you expect? (laughs) I always feel bad for the Japanese tourists who come over and they think, well, I'll get, I'll go to all the things on the American side. The American side is like a bombed out Chernobyl looking. (laughs) Yeah. And then you look at Canada and it's beautiful. It It looks like Atlantic City. And you're like, why didn't I go over there? And some poor Japanese tourist flew his whole family over here and they're all like, (laughs) Dad, this is uh, garbage. (laughs) Josh, you will agree if you are a fan of really cheesy. Um, you know, roadside road attraction yeah, type vibe. Yeah. You're going to rock out on the American side of sure. it because there's just all of that is tourist there. trap, all the touristy stuff. Now and, you have that on the Canada side too, and and uh, by all means, if you go there, do the Maiden of the Mist. Yeah, you have to do that. I mean, you. you I actually, thought it was worth it too, yes. and I'm sitting there because we were there for a couple of days, and for and. First day or two, I'm watching the boat go in, make the circle, come back, and I'm like, "Oh God, we're gonna go do that." Yeah. And but then when we got in the midst of it all, I'm like, "Okay, this thing's powerful. This a powerful, is freaking impressive." Mm-hmm. Yeah. They say when you stare at it too long, it makes you want to crawl into it. And my mom would remind me of that as a child every single time. Like a morbid, she would buy books about the people who survived going over the fall. You can do it. Oh yeah, I understand it because I, I stood uh, right where at the crest of it all, uh-huh. and I watched. Like it was so cool because I would watch like branches, you know, just come down oh, yeah. and then go over, and I'm, and I was like. Yeah, I could see how people would want to try and go over this. Well, thing. that's an actual. That's an actual uh, psychological. Comp- it's yeah. the same thing that, and I get it occasionally. If you're on a on a, on a Ferris wheel, when you hit oh. the zenith, you're like, I wonder if I could jump. Uh, and then so that 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 uh, that waterfall thing kicks in, and and you can see, you know, the situation. I actually get nervous when you're driving up. You're going, and those signs are visible in the river leading up to oh, it. Me too. No, no, no sailboats pass this area. No, no. And and you start to get, I get tense, yep. you know? Recently, a woman drove her car into the Niagara River. Yes. And uh, they pulled her out or, or whatever. She died, but they pulled her body out. But the car just kept staying there. Wow. And then it got stuck at the top of the falls. If I lived in, in Niagara Falls still or in Buffalo still, I would be there every day going like, go, go. You <laughs> <laughs> know what's happening. Yeah. yeah. How dope would it be to see a car go off the fall? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But, your mom, but your mom would put the fear of that into you. No, she was morbid. She would just like, oh. she'd be like, oh, and then there was this little boy back in the 70s that had, he was boating on the Niagara River, right. fell into the falls, 
And it took, they tried, couldn't get him out. He kept going past all those signs that you brought up. Right. And he went all over, over the falls, but because of his life vest and his light weight, it actually propelled him well beyond the rocks. Oh. He actually landed and, and, and lived. And the maid of the mist picked him up and everything like that. And other than like, I think he broke his leg or something. But because he was so lightweight, he shot out all the That's amazing. It's amazing. It's it's a fascinating area up there. But I guess it it becomes that sort of thing like here we talk about, you know, it's not, trust me, the the Niagara Falls more impressive than the Liberty Bell. But still, uh, the things that you are around all the time, you just like, uh, okay, you know, and you become blasé about something like that, right? Sure. Growing up, your parents are just like, we got to go again, you know, (laughs) Uncle Jeff's coming to town. (laughs) (laughs) Can I ask about that? Because when I was over in Canada, I, I had to try like the Hortons and stuff like that. But I also had to do the poutine and I went to this poutinery. Is Buffalo close enough to Canada oh, yeah. where poutine is a thing? There was a whole, I mean, it didn't, I don't know, I think it's gone now, but there was in Allentown in Buffalo, uh, which is a neighborhood in the city, It there was a poutine restaurant. I mean, it is a thing. It's there's The culture bleeds over to the point where, like, on our radio station, we're playing the tragically hip, like, once an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, they drive three hours down the 90, no one, they can't even sell a bar show. They're, right, right. You know, right. They're selling out the arena and... In Buffalo, a lot of people don't know that that, that in Canada there is a, they they are obliged yeah. by law to play a certain amount of percentage of Canadian artists. Yeah, that bled into our programming it did because it. it was like people were like, "Why aren't you playing so and so?" You know, Sloan or whatever, and you're like, "Because they suck." I don't know, and then you're like, "Oh, okay, I guess people want this because they're being like conditioned in the city because the Canadian stations would bleed over into Buffalo." Right, right, right. And, so, and vice versa, by the way. So, how, how long ahead. did you? Um, was it that you moved to L.A.? I moved five years ago to L.A. Exa- five years ago, coming up on the 5th of September. That okay. is a tectonic shift from uh, Buffalo. Oh, yeah. It was uh, a culture shock. Right. Uh, physically, how was your acclimation? Because your your body has now been attuned to uh, a tundra-like <laughs> existence. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you. I moved there in September 5th, and it was like 100 degrees the first week I lived there. And right. I, wa- I was like ready to crawl out of my skin. I couldn't handle it. Yeah. But I'll tell you, it gets it wears on you because... I, you know, come the winter time in L.A., it feels like autumn everywhere else in the, I guess, on the East Coast more so. Like, it feels that way. And so you're like, this is great. I'm wearing a hoodie. I'm wearing <laughs> jeans. Then right. the summer comes around and it's rough. But, I mean, I came out, this is my second time this summer out here in Philly. And I've been out on the East Coast a few times. And I'll tell you, the humidity is killing me. Whereas back home, it could be 100 degrees and I'm Thank you. you so know. I went to visit my dad. Uh, and my dad lives in Texas. And and so, it, they, you know, they talk about the Texas heat. 100, 100, 200, degrees. No. You don't understand. I was trying to tell them. I don't want to hear about Texas heat anymore because here you'll get in the high 90s with 85% humidity. Right. Mm -hmm. And and that is completely enervating. It just, even if you're inside an air-conditioned building, somehow it sucks the life out of you. Oh, sure. But people don't understand that. No, it's it's crazy. Like in L.A., I tell everyone 65 degrees feels like 45 degrees on the (laughs) East Coast because it's just... It's just this weird influx of, like, everything is 20 degrees cooler. Right, without right. Without the humidity. So how did you get hooked up with Segura? Because you, you were on his mom, or your mom's podcast with him and, and, and Christina. Yeah, your mom's P. house. I was your on mom's for a couple that, yeah. years. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I mean, I just, growing up in Buffalo or doing radio in Buffalo, I was the guy on the radio who did comedy. Yeah. And so I'd perform at Helium. I'd, perf- I'd do fire halls or whatever. I'd come around. And uh, I worked with Tom in 2013. He came to the club. And he 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 wasn't you know your mom's house wasn't what it is today right. in 2013, um, but you know he still had some like cult following you know it's kind of, I kind of compare it to like where I'm at at this point you know, and uh, 
I just got paired up with him as a middle act, and then he was like, hey, you want to come to Orlando next week? And I was like, hell yeah, let's go. And I was lucky enough with my radio, I was treated so uh, poorly in terms of monetary compensation <laughs> that they would let me just do road gigs whenever I wanted. Yeah, that, there's, it's it's funny sometimes because people say, because I did stand up for, for a while, but but to do it, to do what we do and then do it on, because it's predominantly the weekends yeah. where you're going to be doing it, you would just... Die. Well, you to learn die. how to do it, I had to do it as many nights a week as I could, and I had a I had a schedule that I did for since 2008 up until 2017. I would come home from radio. I'd come home at like one o'clock. Yeah, I'd sleep till dinner time. Wake up, go do a show. Come home at one o'clock. Sleep till four. <laughs> go do the radio. Come, you know, like that was my yeah. life. For, mm, right now, if I can't even imagine doing it. I, well, I, I, and I tell people, I said, I would, would routinely be getting home at the time I wake up now, mm-hmm. you know, that, and that's and that's it's an, an entire shift. Preston coined the, the phrase, uh, at least I believe he did a while ago, you get used to not being used to it. Morning right. Day, because it's it's just, you know. When, not one guy, I, I met people that were in morning radio for 60 years. <laughs> not one of them goes, yeah, I'm used to it by now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Not, yeah. not a single one. It's In fact, in a way, it's, it's like being in AA. It's, it, you know, you take that. When you go back to your regular schedule, it... it the worst part is then reacclimating to your works. Any time off is problematic. Oh yeah, because it's like, oh no. I was in LA for two months, and I'm like, this is dope. I'm <laughs> sleeping until the, the sun's up when I wake up. This is crazy. <laughs> right, right. right. It, took, it didn't take long to get out of the routine. That's for sure. So as you're going about and you're doing your standup, uh, and and obviously you have your fan base that's generated from your podcast, mm-hmm. uh, is that becoming more and more prevalent? Or do you have, you have a nice blend of? Of just stand-up fans and your podcast fans? Yeah, I'll tell you. I mean, I always wanted to be on a syndicated radio show. That was like my dream as a person that got started in it at 16. And now I'm doing a podcast that feels that way because I can go around the country and I can do a show and people come out that listen to the podcast. And I know my stand-up is good. So there's not much of that on the Internet, whereas I have podcasting for days. So people like me for one thing, and then I get to show them another thing that I know that I'm good at, you know, so it's like, <laughs> it helps. it's exciting. Yeah. And then they get, it makes them come back again. I hope down the road, you know, nice. Um, what's your, what's your history with Philly? You come through here, uh, you spend some time when you, uh, when you come through and, I and actually, work and do some things. I came or? to a Phillies game in June. Right. I was supposed to do the club back in June and then they bumped my gig down to this date. So I came anyways, just yeah. for the weekend. And okay. there was a girl here that I liked and then she ended up dumping me, but you know, it's ah. fine. That wasn't the, but we had beautiful, I went to a Royal Boucherie, beautiful restaurant. I don't know if you've ever Dude, no. been. No, um, so our foodie over here, Marissa, she's nodding. She knows all Royal about Royal Boucherie? Yeah. I had snails there in good lord. Uh-huh. <laughs> I go, I said to the waiter, I'm like, props on the snails, dog. <laughs> I guess they call it, you know, something else. But right, I, uh, right. I had that, I mean, and I went to a Phillies game. I watched them play the Angels. I love going to baseball games every city I can, so. Are you, are you more a football guy? You're, you're, you're. The Bills are my favorite right. team in general, and I am a football guy, but I love the sport of baseball. I don't okay. have a team, really. Well, you had so the Blue Jays for a stretch, right? Because they, like, uh, during sure, the pandemic, yeah. they were playing in Buffalo. I think they were playing in Florida and in Buffalo, but not in yeah. Canada. They played, yeah, they weren't allowed to go into Canada, so they were playing down in Florida, and then they moved them up to Buffalo, thankfully. I mean, because Buffalo's minor league got the minor league team for the Blue Jays, but they've changed hands so many times in my lifetime that I 
really don't have like I can't say I'm a fan of a <laughs> certain team. So I'm just a baseball fan. I love all the teams. Right, right. Well, so I wore like a Nick Castellanos jersey out there at the Phillies game and nice. everything. Had a great time. Had some crab fries. What were the uh, What were the Bills fans doing for a while? Like jumping in a pissing trough or something like uh, that? No, or? we're doing. Uh, <laughs> well, they do that. We we just fall into those. So. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, jumping yes. through the tables is a thing. Oh, yes, that's yes. what yeah, it is. Yeah. So yeah. twenty years of boredom, we're concocting our own ways to have a great time. Right. So I mean, oh man, and I've seen some epic, epic fails. Here. Remember the guy, uh, and I, I don't think it was in Buffalo. I think they were maybe playing in Miami or something where a guy went to, he was trying to jump off of a parking garage. Yeah. yeah. And, and did you see that? Oh, yeah. I've he seen didn't make it all the way. Uh, I've seen the ones that yet you don't see on uh, YouTube and <laughs> uh-huh. things like that. You know, those ones that go awry that don't make it to the viral video status. Right. <laughs> well, because you're not sure if they actually lived or not. And this particular sure. guy was like, I think I just watched a guy die. <laughs> oh, well, they, 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 that's what kills me, too, is that you watch the, and they, those videos will sometimes end up on AFV. And, and, and I think, who do we have? At some point, we had one of the hosts and, and that notion that. Oh, on AFE, no, no one gets hurt in those videos. It's like, oh, no, yeah. That's a crock of crap. <laughs> yeah, people break their ankle or Absolutely. something. Absolutely, yeah. Josh had a, uh, a Bills playoff game this year for the first time, and I think our, our boss was actually there. For the first time, there were uh, like heat lamps. Um, and it, I think it was like the, the actual temperature was uh, two or three degrees. It was brutally cold. And, and under one of the sections... There were there were heat lamps where some of the fans in the, in attendance were able to stay a little bit warm. Were you, were, did you see that? Were you? I don't that? know that that's the first time. I think that those exist for that section. If you're under the okay. overhang, if you're out in the but I've been out in the open. How brutal! It's brutal, and like also, it, there's no heat lamps for the upper deck. That's, I, I was kind of felt <laughs> yeah. bad for the rest of the people. Those in are attendance. premium seats. Yeah. Those ones, and they they're lit up all the time, but you don't see it because. We just started getting primetime games. So now you see the night games, and there is a nice little, like, orange glow yeah. around the circle. Okay. But that exists in the daytime. We just always had 1 o'clock kickoffs before. If so. you're just tuning in, it's uh, Josh Potter, who's going to be at uh, Helium Comedy Club tonight at 8 o'clock. Nick had pulled up uh, the Helium website, and we're looking at your bio. Oh, yeah, that's a... Well, I, I should probably... I was saying that to somebody else. I go, I should update that bio. Last time I did <laughs> well, radio... <laughs> let me let me read the first yeah. line. It says here, uh, Josh Potter is a stand-up comedian, foot model. <laughs> they wouldn't let me say sex worker. Which is <laughs> a podcaster. Well, I'm a former foot model. That's uh, the truth. And uh, I, didn't know, I didn't know that we shared this. Well, I'll tell you what. The feet thing, because it is such a saturated market, <laughs> I uh, I shied away from it and I started doing shoulder hair. Oh, oh okay. can, can you show? Because people don't. Sure, I'll give you a little. T- yeah. I, mean, I don't want to get you ripped off the internet. Yeah, here. take a look at this. Oh, oh, man. It might be oh, too wow. erotic. Oh, yeah. my yeah. God. Now take the sweater off. I realize that I have a unique level of shoulder hair. and uh, <laughs> You're like Georgie Animal Steel. I started doing, uh, you know, sex work with that uh, for Cameo. Nice. I thought the Cameo people would throw me off, and they embraced it, which was worse, actually, at the end of the day. Well, you're appealing to a, to a, to a, 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 a really overlooked subsect of, uh, of horny, hairy-shouldered people. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, like, they like to challenge me. They're like, I bet my shoulders are hairy. I go, whip them out, dude. And then they go, they lose. And they're like, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, wow. So, so that's, d- that's, that's a condition is what that is. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I wish I had hair on my, my head. I mean, I got to get a transplant someday. But right now, this is making the money. So. Let me ask you. So, so follically speaking, when, <laughs> when, when they do the, the hair transplant, they'll pull from the back of the head, which routinely continues sure. to grow. Um, would hair ported from your shoulders react the it's same way? It's soft. I mean, and it's long. Like, I feel like I'd have, like, 
I'd get back to my emo roots and have, like, the bangs and stuff again, you know? <laughs> that would be sensational. Yeah, I think I could do it. But, uh, you know, like I said, I don't want to be... People are like, oh, you want me to shave it? Or, like, I remember someone offered me, like, a laser. I go, what are you talking about? I'm making it's a money tens maker. of thousands of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so your emo roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so how, how deep into that were you? Oh, I was deep. And yeah. it was to the point where now it's funny because radio is playing those bands because people my age are n- have the nostalgia... Of like you know yes. Fallout Boy and Hawthorne Heights and things like that. And, and, we're and the now ones you have buying products. careers and you exactly. have money and so yeah. But back then yeah. I would play them. I would do a Sunday night show on the side just to play those bands. They'd let me do it, which was crazy. But yeah. uh, they I mean, wouldn't how let me play into it. Are you, are you like Spill Canvas? Like, yes, okay. Spill Canvas one of my favorite bands ever. Actually, <laughs> and did your uh, was your was your fashion of that? It was. I okay. wore my sister's jeans and studded belts, and <laughs> yeah. you know I was a thinner boy back then, so I wore the tight you know everything. And uh, did you I wasn't the- super sceney, but but I had crazy like bangs and like okay. Chris Gaines. <laughs> yeah, like I had long like I would. I still have phantom bangs sometimes where I move into my like, face. You know? Let me ask you: Do you do you consider Coheed and Cambria to be sure? Emo? I, they were up my alley. I mean, I don't consider them emo necessarily. They're no. more like metal. They're progressive. Uh, yeah, they're progressive, like yeah. math rock. We too, but. we had them in recently. They're just the nicest guys because yeah. they've been doing. There's a big practice staging facility. Not far from here, where they'll work out the lights, and, the, and obviously there, there's a, a big narrative that threads through their their music, and so they put on a big presentation. But wow. man, they're they're just the, the the nicest dudes, completely deserving of their uh, success. But yeah, for sure, yeah. I, lo- I I love that band. Yeah, I mean, through, we named a bunch of them. I I loved all of that. I go to all the shows. That was before. I mean, I guess I started comedy, and that's when I started waning because you, you don't can. have time to go to concerts. No. No, but you you probably, did, did you become friends with any uh, bands through? Uh... Um, I met, uh, I only, you know, it's so funny, like through radio, not friends with any bands. <laughs> I think, you know, it's Buffalo, they don't care. Like, right. you're like, I wasn't even on the show, you know. I mean, I was on the show, but I wasn't like, my name wasn't on the show, you know. So yeah. they're not trying to hang out with the associate producer <laughs> of the Shred Ring show. So, but when I started doing Your Mom's House, Brian O'Bear from Silver Sun Pickups, ah. uh, like, was a fan. And that was cool. And then Corey Taylor from Slipknot yeah. became, was like, he bought one of my cameos. I, and oh. blew my mind. Then he came backstage at a Vegas show, crazy stuff. So that since then, like I said, now I feel like I'm on that syndicated who, radio show. Uh, and I feel like that people want to be a fan more. Who will you more likely be in awe of, a musician or an athlete? An athlete for okay. sure, hundred percent. Because right. I think it was the being in radio for so long, your condition to meeting. I guess both, but at the end of the day, I still like have athletes as an awe. You know, right, right, right. I get a little starstruck. Interesting. Did, did you play at all? You saw any? <laughs> I know. No, I, I see the glasses. Not at all. No, I'm but more of a purveyor of uh, sport. I love sports, but don't get me wrong. But I, I played soccer. I was, you know, I think I was team morale at the end of the day. I, <laughs> I think the coach was like, they like running laps with that guy, so we're going to keep him around. But I didn't really do much on the soccer team. <laughs> All right, well, listen, man, we're happy that you stopped by, and it's nice to meet you. It's nice to meet all of you. Thank and you for having me. Yeah, and we'll have you back in uh, when you when you visit Philly uh, down Thank the road you. a bit. But uh, Helium Comedy Club, uh, the show is tonight, 8 o'clock. Tickets at heliumcomedy.com, so don't miss it. But just one show this time around. Yes, sir, just no this problem. one shot. So come on out, hang out. We're going to drink beers, call in sick to work tomorrow. It's going to be fun. And nice. maybe that, uh, that girl who blew you off the last time will show up. And you no, she didn't blow me off. She... Just dumped me, and uh, she's no. definitely not going to be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope but ladies, <laughs> ladies who are into shoulder hair, yeah, yeah. yeah, this is your man. This is your show. <laughs> come and see him tonight. Thank you, Josh Potter, guys. Yeah. We'll take a break. We'll come back in just a second. Make sure you hang in there with us. 
students across the Delaware Valley are ready to resume their educational pursuits. At 93.3 WMMR, we're still trying to get the alphabet right. It's MMR's Back to School A to Z, our annual remedial romp through thousands of different songs. Alphabetically by title, amounts to roughly two weeks worth of no-repeat hits, album cuts, and some app you've never heard. Join Professor Jackie Bam Bam as he starts the rock and roll call next Thursday at 7 p.m. MMR's Back to School A to Z. From the station that doesn't feel tardy, 93.3 WMMR. Everything, and we mean everything, that rocks. We have a guest coming up here in just a minute, so while we're waiting to get her on board, I I, I think I've decided uh, what I'm going to do. Do you want to recap the problem from earlier? About my children, so yeah. I, uh, it's just been bothering me all day. <laughs> I know. It's completely honest, I, and I think many can commiserate with your dilemma. I, I've been I've been cleaning up their messes for twenty years, twenty okay. plus years, and so um, <laughs> yesterday I had a really really long day. We had the, we did the show. We went into a, a meeting about the camp out for hunger. I immediately went to uh, Penn to get some uh, some tests done in the yeah. city, you know, in, in Center City, and then I had to drive and hit traffic on the way home. Yeah. I, I I ran some errands on the way home. I came home. I cooked dinner. A headache settled in. I had a migraine headache. Oh. Uh, I ended up, you know, straightening up, uh, and and then I, I I got to sit down for a few minutes, and then I did some prep work, and then I was going to go to bed, and I realized that the the the, the house was uh, the kitchen and everything was yeah. a bit of a mess. So I'm like, you know what? I, I'm not going to trouble the kids. I'm going to go ahead and do this myself, even though I've had this long ass day, and I, uh, you know, emptied the dishwasher, filled the dishwasher, hand washed the leftover dishes. Wiped down the, the kitchen, everything had it semi somewhat, not right. completely clean, but enough for my satisfaction to go to bed and feel good about it. I woke up in the morning, I come down the stairs. I mean, we'll call it the morning. It's actually still nighttime, <laughs> mind you, when we get up. And when did what time did you go up to bed, by the way? Like after you did all this. At like eight forty five, okay. something yeah. like that, you know, because I want to go to bed. So anyway, and then uh I wake up this morning, it's just and abs- you, you'd think there was a frat party overnight when I came downstairs. <laughs> there's just trash. There's clothes. There's just stuff strewn everywhere. And I, I wish I would have counted how many McDonald's French fry. You know the big, the large French fry, yeah. the red thing. Yeah. There had to have been seven of them sitting out, and I'm okay. like, so was there a, a they party? They weren't there the night. I don't know. <laughs> Where did they come? I mean, from? you just had two. So I, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Two, two kids and, and Carter's friend stayed over anyway. Uh, and, and then my son yeah. Parker got home from work, but anyhow, and, and so I, I cleaned up the trash, the actual garbage. I did throw that away. I just couldn't leave the house without no. being that way. You, you get mice in the house. I've decided what I'm going to do now. Okay. I'm going to go home. We have a pool table. I'm going to take a pool cue and I'm going to snap it over my knee and I'm throw it on the ground and say we're having tryouts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, the Joker. Yes. Yes, only the strong will survive. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. And then you're going to clean the house. I'm just, I, you know, I, uh, it's just, but it, it's not this isolated incident. It's all the time. Uh, and, and I, and, and I do too much. I kind of enable him because I do, I, I pick up after him and yeah. I, I got to stop doing it. Were you, were you guilty of the same stuff when you were younger? To some extent, yeah. yeah. Listen, li- they, they've learned by example. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're a little cluttery, so I can't fully 100%. But I have done the, 
I've done the heart to heart. Listen, we really need help now. You yeah. guys are of the age. You're, you're we're, we're essentially we're five adults right. living together now. Mm-hmm. I need help. I need your help. I work a full time job. Right. Your mom does a full time job of caring for everything, taking care of the whole household. Right. We need you. It's not too much to ask to just please chip in and do these little things. And if you do them as we go along, mm-hmm. they don't build up and we have to do the big, oh my God, we got to spend all day cleaning thing. It's a crazy just thing. doesn't get through to them. Yeah, I don't. So I, don't know. I, I feel like it's going to be cleaned by the time you get home. Oh, it will be. I sent a text <laughs> oh, message. Oh, I almost okay. thought. I, <laughs> what, I, I Can sent, you read it to us? <laughs> yeah. Come on. While you pull that up, I, I mean, I, I almost, I was thinking about, because I have Carter's number, I almost thought about sending him a text saying, yo, bro. No, I need to but, come uh, from, from I'm coming in from the side going, yo, listen, man. I, no. Y- your dad's really upset. Yo, it probably would be best if you guys, if he came home to a spick and span clean house. Just, you know, I'm better text. As, as, as your friend. <laughs> as your friend. I'm just coming at, you know. Well, the day before, I think it was the day before, uh, they had uh, they had come back in, or maybe it was yesterday, and there was there was a mess there. You know, yeah. Dishes were full. I had done them earlier, uh, you know, or the day before, or whatever. And I go, I go, hey, I need you guys. Can can you straighten up for me? Yeah. Uh, it's just the house is a mess. Can you straighten up for me real quick? Okay. And then then they don't do anything, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, I would like you to do this now, please. Yeah. Oh my God. Please do this now. And then the delay continued, and I see, and I and I'm seething in yeah. my brain, and I'm just keeping my cool because I don't like to explode. Right. It makes things worse. You just make your daughter cry when you're falling. <laughs> oh dear God! But anyway, <laughs> oh, and, and yeah. eventually she she kind of wanders off, and I just I go over to Carter because I think he would understand better, and I just walk over to him, and I just go, I go. <clears throat> Motivate her, please. Oh, <laughs> and, and that's all I need to do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking, I'm flashing to Steve the scene in Full Metal Jacket where they put the bars of soap uh-huh. in the, yeah. uh, and in the towels. And, in the and, towel. and they they hold him mm-hmm. down to the bed and beat yep. him. Mm-hmm. I that, just I leave it up to you, yeah. Pile, to motivate. It just when I hear things like this, it makes me feel better. Like I'm not alone. Yeah, I right? know. I know. Do you know yep. what I mean? And it doesn't. Help your situation anymore? Oh, and listen, and I had people texting earlier. They were like, "Listen, if this is the is this the bulkier problems, then you're you're okay." And I, and I get it. It's all listen, relative. They could be, yeah. they could be, you know, committing crimes and doing horrible things. Elvis impersonators. Oh I my mean, god! Please. You wait to find. <laughs> um, uh huh. So you have you're to- gonna clean that up? Uh-huh. <laughs> this man, Elvis, don't clean the thing. Elvis makes music, man. <laughs> I gotta talk oh to a therapist. God. Oh, not this again. Right. Uh, likes his French fries. Mm-hmm. Uh, get the text? TCB. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll read it. Paraphrase it if you need to. I, no, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I, I kept it civil. Right. I wrote, uh, gang, I'm not going to go into detail about how full my day was yesterday and how bad of a headache I had last night. But with all of that, I still managed to straighten up a bit before going to bed. Oddly enough, I did this as not to trouble you guys with having to do it, even though your day was overwhelmingly less involved than my own. Uh, I came down the stairs at 4 a.m. to find an absolute wreck, trash, clothes, debris all over the house, and I wrote, I'm just dot, 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 I'm just done. And then I wrote, clean, period, that, period, S, period, up, and then all caps now. Good. 
Uh, I already gave you a head start as I had to throw the trash away myself. We can't continue living like this. I won't allow it. This includes your rooms. I'll be home by 1230. (laughs) I want to walk into a clean house when I get home. If not, all of your privileges are gone. All of them. And I want to keep going on with this message, (laughs) but I have got a job to do right now. Pretty good. That's Thank pretty good. you. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. I'm sorry. I spent the entire news break this morning, <laughs> our first break of the day, writing that, composing that. <laughs> my mother years ago, my poor mother. Um, it was all sons, and uh, my my older brother Gene had left the house at a certain point. It was just Tom and myself, and uh, and you know trying to corral us and she <laughs> it was a disaster and so she she was she would put notes up and she she did the she did the i i quit mm-hmm. i'm not doing any of it things she tried all the different things uh, but eventually you know you start to say it starts to click and you start to go i can't live in this filth i can't you know it and you hopefully make the turn and we did but jesus christ i i, I pity her what she went through yeah yeah i, yeah, I, know. I know listen my sister is a hardcore slob yeah growing up i mean like you walk into the room and go i can't believe i'm seeing this i mean just mounds of clothes on the floor stuff junk left everywhere i can't it's just the way she as i, I want to die lives in there are people that that are that way I'm a little bit messy, but I'm not anywhere near that bad. And it just, it, I, I can I can have my room be slightly messy. I know, Kathy, any of that stuff doesn't fly at all yeah, for you. The same with me. But the main living area of the home, it's got to be orderly somewhat. Yeah, Kathy, yeah, you, would yeah. a, you would approve of my bedroom every day, the way I, I, I keep it straightened yeah, I've up. I've seen your house before, uh, and I, and, the Batman and, and, room. Yeah, yeah and, and the whole, yeah, we keep it, I... Not asking for it to be hermetically sealed. I just want it to be organized. Sanitized. Sanitized. <laughs> Prioritized. Digitized. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Digitized. Sanitized. Prioritized. By the way, I got a text that says, Preston, your message scared me. I'm headed to your house to clean it right now. <laughs> well, your wife went into retirement, early retirement at one point, Dude, right? She, no, yeah. she went on strike. And, right. and you were part of the collective, weren't you? I felt the brunt of that, too. <laughs> you were the, yes, you were being addressed with that yeah, and as well. Fact, I got in trouble. Rochelle had had it. This similar thing was happening, yeah. for those who don't know, and she went on strike. She went on strike for like two weeks, like didn't do anything. The rest okay. of it was up to us. And I remember <laughs> when... Uh, this uh, like within the first day or so of this happening, and I that we were I, I was was helping the kids a yeah, little bit. Yeah, she turned on me. <laughs> She's like, "No, you don't get to help them. This is you're enabling them by helping." And I was, I was like, "Oh my god, what did I do? Yeah. Can I go on strike? You can. I don't know. No, but see that the problem with striking is." You have to live in it for a little while. Like oh, I, do that. I would get anxiety having to live in that. Eventually, I'll I just freak out, out and and, and do clean. It. I'm making sure everybody knows. You know what you should do? It, but honestly, it's all the rage now, and you're at work. Swap them. Yeah. <laughs> swap them. Oh, swap, no, swap them. <laughs> you can move out. You want to move in with me? No, no, no. I like the idea of swatting, swatting them. them. Yeah. Okay. It's illegal and it's bad. Certainly, that's but, terrible. Yeah. Uh, but listen, I told you guys earlier yeah. off air. I'm like, maybe I should just. Get an apartment for a little while. You should. Mm-hmm. It's like for a month or two. Yeah. Like that. See if I, I don't know. Just so you can be like, hey, I'm going to my apartment. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm going. I'm going to where it's clean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard two bits of advice when it comes to like uh, kids being on their devices too much or on the phone or whatever. One is uh, literally turn off the router. The other is not take away their phones or their devices. Take away their chargers. Because then they have a specific amount of time before their devices okay. power down. As a punishment. As a okay. punishment, yeah. Or like when you leave the house tomorrow morning, blow out the pilot light. Right. It's painless, right? Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> painless. Oh my God. They'll never see that coming. It's terrible. Ooh, what happened? All right. Anyway. <laughs> Guess you guys are sleeping in. And- oh my God. <laughs> And to answer a few of the texts, uh, no, I have not gotten a response from anyone yet. No, they're still right. sleeping. You're still <laughs> sleeping. Dude, of course. Absolutely they are. Yeah, they are. They'll sleep till They're going to have, by the time, oh, I, I told them I'm going to be home by 1230. Yeah. Oh, man. They're going to have like an hour tops to get <laughs> all this done. They better hurry up. Because they wake up so late, it's ridiculous. But, <laughs> okay, anyhow, nonetheless. Now uh, we can do good. Now we can do good. We, we can, can help the world. We have a guest uh, to speak to. I think the last time we saw her was a camp out for hunger. I believe Did so. we have her on a ride, having yeah. fun? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, from NBC10, here to promote the Clear the Shelters Pet Adoption and Donation Campaign. From NBC10, we have Sheila Watko is here. Hi, Sheila. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited. The last time we were all on that, like, Thank- pirate. <laughs> Listen. Okay. Okay, stop right there. <laughs> she, For those of you who don't know, who aren't watching on our YouTube stream, she just did this hand motion, this back and forth hand motion. Casey and I have both done that because we always forget the name of that ride. What is the name? Pharaoh's Fury. The Pharaoh's Fury. Yeah. Pharaoh's Fury. It's like a, the pirate ship that yeah, rocks yeah. that goes back and forth. A big, but but to describe it, everybody just everybody does, does this. Yeah. So it's like a pendulum. Yeah. This yeah. little pendulum. Well, motion. I did it in the meeting yesterday, and Preston kind of made fun of me, and then he did it today, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my god, I just did the same thing that you did in the meeting yesterday." And, and then Sheila cool. just did it. Nice. Yeah, that was the last time. That was a good time. You were a trooper on that. It was fun. I think you had us throwing cheese puffs at each other and catching them in a cup, and Bill and I didn't catch any, but we had fun with it anyway. It was still good. It made for some good video. Excellent. But, uh, but you're on, too, to talk about the Clear the Shelters event. What can you tell us about it? Yes. Okay. I'm so excited about this. I'm very passionate. Actually, perfect timing. My little foster, if you're watching on the YouTube stream, she's, <laughs> she's so tapping cute. my arm to get attention in here. So I am very passionate about adopting, fostering, and just being an animal advocate So this weekend, this Saturday, is the Big Clear the Shelters Day. There's over 50 local shelters and rescues participating. They're going to waive or reduce adoption fees at a ton of shelters in the area to get as many of these pets into home as possible. It's always important to get these pets out of the shelter, out of the kennels, into a loving household. But this summer has just been really extra bad it's shelters are packed to the brim it's always bad in summertime but i think after the big boom of fostering and adopting in 2020 even 2021 now people are kind of going back to work or they're falling on financial troubles and they're returning those pets to the shelters so in addition to all the regular strays and the kittens found outside all these pets in homes are also going back so it's a nightmare no it is is. is so my wife and i do you know tons she has you know charities her own uh you know max fund and and uh, Punky's Pantry, which he just started up, and they, and and we're involved with all of the different outfits throughout the area that, that that do this, and they're all reporting exactly what you just said, Sheila. Is that there was every for a while it was Valhalla that they, they, all these pets were being taken into homes, and it was great, and now it's gone com- the other direction, and then some. So, uh, and, and to me, it's it's heartbreaking to think that a pet was taken out of the system and put into a home and is now returned to it. So 
Uh, you know, and, and listen, we understand that people are, are, are having to deal with a hard financial times, and uh, we, we get that. But if you do have the wherewithal, it does make a – you know how – we were just talking earlier about how pets embellish your life and make it so wonderful and can, can take whatever you might be going through and make it seem so much more manageable. So um, how do people get involved? Yes. Okay. So if you want to get involved, you can go to cleartheshelters.com. There's a really easy tool to use. You just type in your zip code. It shows you all the local shelters participating. And then you go that day. You want to double check at your particular shelter. Some of them are still doing a little like since it's still kind of COVID times, you want to yep. fill out a form before you get there. Some of them are not doing that. Some you can just show up and go right in and pick your pet out. So either way, no matter where you're going, just make sure you tell the shelter what you're looking for. Even when I foster, I say, you know, I want, I like senior cats. I like seniors because they're no one's wanting the seniors. Yeah. But uh, I used to say, you know, I want someone who's going to sit on my lap, someone who's playful, someone who's healthy. You tell them what you want. If you want a lap cat, if you want a dog that's going to play with you and hike with you, tell them what you want. All the shelters are very able to pair you with the perfect match for your family and your home. And also, as we were talking about earlier, make sure you do talk with the people that you're huh. going to be living with the pet, you know, yeah. uh, and make sure you're not making an animal collateral damage because you didn't take the time to to just make sure that everyone was cool with this. And, uh, and But otherwise, the, the benefits are exponential, you know, and this is the they best are. time to do it. Yeah. They totally are. Also, double check with your shelter you're going to because if you have a family dog and you want to adopt another dog, Sometimes they have you bring your dog so they can meet, make sure the dogs are cool with each other and aren't going to, you know, hate each other, at right. least uh, in the long run. So it's, but like you said, it really just, it makes my life better. I just always laugh because these cats make me laugh every single day and they <laughs> cannot speak. So it's just their personalities. They bring so much joy. They kind of know I was laying down earlier because I'm feeling sick today and she came right and sat on me. They just, animals know they have so much love to give and they're always in the shelter at no fault of their own. Yeah, And also, I guess if you can't take on um, uh, a new pet into your life, you can still make a donation uh, to the uh, shelters too, right? Absolutely, yes. You can, if you can't adopt, you can foster like me. It's a shorter term commitment, but you get that pet out of the shelter, learn about the personality to help promote them better and they're still out of the shelter. If you can't do that, that is okay. All these shelters are looking for donations all the time. And no matter how big or small, especially the smaller local ones, they can really use every dollar. Every dollar helps. Hey, Sheila, outside of this, we were just kind of scanning your uh, your social media, and you were uh, in the thick of the Atlantic City Air Show uh, with, uh, you know, talking with the, the Thunderbirds pilots and spending some time with them. That must have been pretty cool. It was so cool. As I was singing to Keith and Aaron yesterday, I was riding to the danger zone. <laughs> so fun. It was awesome. I met some um, this really cool young woman who was a captain in the Air Force Thunderbirds, um, Captain Toner. She was awesome, but everyone I spoke to was amazing. We met some pilots, met some of the Golden Knights. It was so fun. Sheila, uh, this is Nick. I, I met Katie Toner um, months ago, and uh, I actually went to a Sixers game. I sat next to her husband. He's, he's in the Air Force as well, and a super nice guy, and he introduced me to her. Um, I'm so impressed by what she's been able to do. And she's turned her career in the Air Force into doing these air shows. And it's really uh, cool that you got to spend some time with her. She was so cool when they said, you know, you're going to meet someone from the Air Force. I was so excited already. But then she walked over. I was like, oh, like she looks like she could be my friend. And we would just hang out on the weekends. She was so cool. 
And um, just a really impressive young woman. And like you said, she's able to turn this into so much and getting the word out about the air show and about what the Thunderbirds do and what the Air Force does for the country. It was really an honor to meet her. I hung out with some military families as well, an honor to speak to them. It was such a nice two days. Cool. Yeah, pictures are cool. You can check out uh, Sheila's Instagram page. So uh, cleartheshelters.org or uh, cleartheshelters.com uh, to get the information. But this campaign is going to end on the 31st, if I'm reading correctly. Yes, yes. So you still have a few more days to get involved, and this Saturday is the big day. Some shelters are doing the whole weekend, but all of them are participating, all of those 50-plus on Saturday. Excellent. Cool. Excellent. All right, thank you, Sheila, for getting the word out. We appreciate it. Take care. Thank you all. Thank you all, and have a wonderful day. All right, we'll see you later. Sheila Watko, guys, from NBC10. Uh, and, yeah, we'll uh, we'll make sure that information is all posted on uh, our website and everything for you. I bet you they keep those places clean. Nice and clean. I'm sure they're <laughs> spick and span. Oh my god. And they're animals and they keep them clean. Yep. Um, you know what I do? Uh, should we open up the store here? Because oh. I, do have, I have a couple things that uh, I think I could share with you guys. It's time to head down to the general store where you can find all the best cleaning products. <laughs> <laughs> Be there sweeping up. Uh, all right, I, I saw this in the uh, in our pharmacy that we have at the yes. general store. I mean, a lot of those drugs are, are uh, past the uh, the appropriate date. <laughs> yes, right. the expiration. Yeah. They sell expired. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but whatever. this doesn't expire. Their their health enthusiasts and biohackers are icing their testicles with ice packs and cold showers. I use regular frosting, believing that <laughs> doing so helps increase testosterone levels and sperm quality, right. and boosts energy and sex drive. And improves sleep quality too. So there's always been the the um, suggestion that um, you don't want to you want to keep your. That's why they were constructed that way. The testicles are supposed to be cooler, and that helps. Yeah, with, yeah. So that's exactly it, uh, Steve. Yeah, the practice is based on the idea that excessive heat in the groin area is bad for testosterone production and sperm health, according to. Lai Diwa, urologist based in the Philippines, testicles hang outside and separate from the rest of the body because they function better at a temperature lower than the body's normal temperature. So the equation is the heat of the meat yes. plus the angle of the dangle equals the torque of the dork. Correct. Uh, warmer temperatures in the groin area tend to produce less ideal sperm right. in terms of morphology and mobility. With less ideal sperm. Is a good band name, I think. Less ideal sperm. <laughs> uh, people who ice their balls believe that cooling the testicles... <laughs> you just gave up on the technical terms. I so. did. <laughs> uh, is a good way to boost testosterone and sperm, but uh, nobody can say for sure if it actually works or not. My doctor recommended that I ice my balls. Uh, he said my nutsack needed to be colder. <laughs> he said make sure not to get any ice on my butthole. Wow. That's my doctor speaking. <laughs> And whatever you do, make sure you don't overly stimulate your yam bag. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Although there are small studies that would attest to cold temperatures. He says when you fart, your butthole vibrate. <laughs> huh. That's your nutsack. Hi, Mom. That's what my doctor told me. Uh, so although there are small studies that would attest to cold temperature and improvement in sperm quality, there are no large clinical trials that would advise icing as a means to improve sperm count. Uh, but listen, some people who are having fertility issues, they'll try anything, man. By the way, they'll go for it. Globally, uh, I saw a, a report about, in general, men ac- around the world are producing less sperm for all, all sorts of environmental, 
food additive, reese, all sorts of these things are, are sort of conspiring. Or maybe nature realizes yeah. that we're getting overpopulated and is doing a natural, you know. I don't know. Not to worry. I, they used to, years ago, there was a massive zero population growth, and that went away. Yeah. And I, 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 I don't know yeah. where we stand on that right now. Nick Cannon is still banging away, so <laughs> yes. we're, we're all yeah. good as a species. That's true. Yeah. One study uh, found the opposite, actually. Exposing testicles to cold temperatures decreased testosterone in 19-year-old males. Maybe because the the sperm is shivering, it appears to be more. Mm. I see what you mean. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like with other biohacking practices, a lack of large clinical trials hasn't stopped people from giving this low effort but big promise technique a shot. Icing testicles is almost as simple as it sounds. Some people use an ice pack, a towel with cubes. What about a fire extinguisher? Or a specially designed <laughs> testicle cooler. Yeah. According Take to... Take that to the beach. Sim Lan, an author and biohacker who personally just runs his under cold water from the shower. Where's my nutsack igloo? The point is simply to cool the testicles down. Especially when they might be particularly hot, like after a workout or sauna session. Cooler testicles prevail. Uh, the goal, he said, isn't to numb them. No. Uh, you want to... Num, 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 num. It tastes so good. You want to just <laughs> oh my God. cool them down, and you can achieve that quickly. Uh, he said, uh, all it takes is a few seconds or minutes of icing at a time to get the desired effect. <laughs> he also advised people to wrap ice packs with a cloth. He said one big concern would be burns. So you probably don't want to put the ice pack directly on the skin. Could you spray nitrogen on? Maybe you could just do dry ice right there. I think so. Uh, He said that can burn the skin if it's too cold. That would be an adorable scene for the sequel to A Christmas Story. (laughs) Kath, you've done the cryo thing. Has any, have any any of you guys done the, um, the ice bath thingy? Mm-mm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I, no. Had, um, I've seen people doing it. Yeah, there no. was one at. Uh, I did the polar ocean ocean Sorry. casino, ocean resort, whatever that one was. Um, and I did try that case. It's, How it's, long did you last? In the cold, I didn't last very long. But it's much easier if you go from hot to cold. Like okay. you can actually stand. I believe it that if you if you go hot. Yeah. First. When um, so if you get out of a jumping into a very cold swimming pool. Uh, is kind of like shocking, right? But if you if you've ever been where there's a, there's a hot tub and a pool, mm. if you go to the hot tub and get heated up and then jump into the cold swimming pool, it's actually kind of refreshing. So I could see that with the ice bath, Kathy. If yeah. you were going from really really yeah. hot, from like a hot tub or the spa or sauna or whatever, into that. It would be less of a yeah. shock. Interesting. Yeah. I did the polar plunge. Um, I did it a couple times. And, and the one time I did it, I think the air temperature was 19 degrees or oh, 20 degrees. And it was sunny, which was okay. Uh, but I did not find it um, horrific. Like, I <laughs> I went out above, uh, above. They didn't want you to go above your heart level because it was so brutally cold. But um, I went out and, and um, I have to say, I found it easier to manage than I thought I, I would you know, or the way I felt I would feel going into water that cold, but it wasn't that bad. How did your balls feel? My balls were wonderful. Oh, okay. Yeah. They well, actually high-fived me when I got out. This might be uh, <laughs> truth in this study. Okay, we're going to go somewhere else uh, in the general store. What is up, everybody? Hey, hey. All right, uh, so wind power is an increasingly popular form of renewable energy. However, when it's time to replace those huge turbine wow. blades... The convert wind into electricity disposal is a problem. It's a, it's a nightmare. They don't know what to do with them. Those things are giant. 
gigantic. They're gigantic. They're full of, there's toxic chemicals that go into the production, and they don't last as long as you think they would last. So now, scientists report a new composite resin suitable for making these behemoths uh, that could later be recycled into new turbine blades, blades or a variety of other products, including countertops, car lights, diapers, and even gummy bears. Windmill diapers. Yeah, windmill gummy bears. Oh. The researchers will present their results at the fall meeting of the American Chemical Society. Yeah, it's great to be here. Gummy gummy bears? John, yeah, I'll explain. John Dorgan, PhD, who is presenting the work at the meeting, said the beauty of our resin system is that at the end of its use cycle, we can dissolve it. And that releases it from whatever matrix it's in so that it can be used over and over again in an infinite loop. So it's that's in the, the matrix. That's the goal of the circular economy, he said. Huh. Am I mistaken or was there a company in Philadelphia that was making these for a stretch? Because I, 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 I think I remember um, there, um, us talking about it or seeing a news story where they had to do one of those things where they shut down the highway to yep. get the, uh, you know, to literally move it from one place to the other. And yeah, I, I remember that. that. Possible, there's there's yeah. a bunch um, north of Jack Frost. If you're heading north on the right. Northeast Extension, once you get past Jack Frost, there are there's a, a wind farm, and um, and I believe that they were they had to drive some of those turbines up that way. So the uh, uh, the ones that are made of fiberglass, uh, they can be half a football field in length. Although some companies have found ways to recycle fiberglass into lower-value materials, most discarded blades end up in landfills, and the disposal problem is likely to get worse. And apparently, larger wind turbine blades are more efficient, so companies keep making bigger and bigger ones, and then they have to replace those, the other ones, and then they end up getting tossed into the landfill. Another side aspect of this is that they murder large birds by the bushel, the Wind, wind props. Uh, uh, they will kill oh, really? eagles, and yes, uh, they, they. And it's a big issue. They're trying to figure out how to deter birds, right, of that size from flying into wind farms. I mean, like hundreds of thousands. And well, it's, because it's it, a big issue. It makes sense for for energy. I mean, it's it's the wind. Yeah, if you can harness it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you should definitely do that. Yeah, and storing it. You have to store that wind power. How do you store wind power? That's another big issue. Uh, Dorgan and colleagues at Michigan State University made a new turbine material by combining glass fibers with a plant-derived polymer and a synthetic one. Uh, panels made by this thermoplastic resin were strong and durable enough to be used in turbines or automobiles. The researchers dissolved the panels in fresh monomer. Monomer. And, and physically removed the glass fibers, allowing them to recast the material into new products. Of the same type, importantly, uh, the recast panels had the same physical properties as its predecessors. You didn't complete it, Preston. What? Monomer. Monomer. So by mixing the resin with different minerals, the team produced cultured stone that would be transformed into household objects such as countertops and sinks. It could even be upcycled to higher value products, digesting the thermoplastic resin and an alkaline solution released uh, polymethyl methacrylate, mm. a common acrylic Delish. material for windows, car lights, and many other items, raising the temperature of the digestion converted to uh, to it, uh, conter- converted <laughs> it into poly, uh methacrylic acid, a super absorbent polymer that's used in diapers. Wow. And the alkaline digestion also produced potassium lactate, which can be purified and made into candy and sports drinks. You were just saying this, Kathy. Yeah. I, I was. Um, <laughs> some of this material, um, it goes into, you know, the uh, the Kevlar, uh, the, the bulletproof stuff. You know, like, uh, uh, you know, in the John Wick movies, he gets these... 
yeah. these impossibly bulletproof. But they're saying they're making stuff that is like that out of these new polymers. So mm. that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So you know, bulletproof diapers, Preston. Well, the world needs that. Absolutely. Uh, by the way, he said, we recovered food-grade potassium lactate and used it to make gummy bear candies, which I ate. You ever get behind one of those gummy bear transport trucks on the highway? Oh, man. They got to shut it down? Yeah. It's tough. Oh, my God. My kids had gummy bears uh, over the weekend, Steve. <laughs> with uh, what you were going through. I uh, got up on Saturday, and there were gummy bears all over the uh, sidewalk, the street, and one on the hood of my car. And How I'm did like, that what happen? The- I don't know. And nobody, can, nobody owned up to it, Steve. Like, I'm like... There are, you know, my daughter had a couple of friends over. I'm fairly certain her friends didn't put a gummy bear on the hood of my car. But, like, there was like, oh, me, oh, me. I'm like, well, listen, there are only four of you who freaking had gummy bears. There were gummy bears all over your sidewalk? And yes. Stuff? And then, uh, uh, you know, I was uh, mowing the Maybe lawn. Maybe you have it okay over there. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> and then I stepped on a gummy bear, and then it, like, stuck to the bottom of my shoe. And it, at least it's not, like, gum, right? I, I was able yeah, to get yeah. it up. Like, get pretty, that off. Yeah, I was able to get it up. Uh, but the one on the hood of my car was the one that, like, really pissed me off. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm surprised a... it didn't do something to your paint job. It did not. And But I went into my house. I go, there's a gummy bear on the hood of my car. I did not put it there. I'm not taking it off. One of you. And it, it, it wasn't me. I'm like, I don't care if it wasn't you. Go get it. Like, it, I know it wasn't me. So you go get the freaking gummy bear. This story reminds of me of my left foot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> Well, I hate gummy bears, by the way. Story of triumph. Yeah. Story of triumph yeah. over, over uh, adversity. Exactly. Okay. Uh, let me see what else we got here. Let's go to... You know what? We're going to stay with um, energy efficient uh, items. And this is really interesting. A solar-powered drone with a 75-foot wingspan came crashing down from the stratosphere after nearly breaking the record for the longest flight in history. Ah! All right. So the Zephyr S drone crashed somewhere in Arizona on August 19th, more than two months after it was launched. It's been up there flying for two months. Right, on on solar power. Never touching down. Wow. The drone, which is being tested. Were the passengers upset? Yeah, they were well. The luggage plane landed for them. Uh, so <laughs> should have told us uh, the drone, which is being tested by the U.S. Army as part of a persistent airborne sensor experiment. Right, can cruise at altitudes exceeding sixty thousand feet, where its solar panels absorb the energy and use it to keep the unmanned aerial vehicle airborne at night. Stop and think about that. You know, there's submarines that run on nuclear power for I mean years. Yeah. you know that never need refueling. Yeah. if you could do this, you could have. Airborne submarines. I don't know how the uh, technology works there. Is there any sort of, uh, with the <laughs> nuclear stuff, uh, like waste? Uh, or, if there's or a is nuclear it, reactor, there's, there's, poop? there's waste, yeah. yeah. Right. right. And so they have to figure out that's a problem with nuclear power. Otherwise, it runs pretty cleanly. Okay. But the biggest I'm, issue with nuclear power is the nuclear waste, which then has to be stored under Yucca Mountain for 10,000 years. They've right. actually now... Revise, or at least, and I'll I'll send you the article. It's very fascinating about the way that they're able, because that used to be the case. Like, what are we going to do with this? But now they're doing a, a a new way of of getting rid of it that involves Kathy's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Can't they just like launch that into space or something? No, like then that? you'll re- then you release those prisoners kept the, the Kryptonian. Oh yeah, in the Phantom Zone, General Zod. <laughs> <laughs> what are you crazy? Uh, I think it's uh, there's too much of it, Casey. Like the uh, to be able to to put that much stuff. 
into space, uh, you know, the more weight you add to a payload, the more difficult it is to get it into space, and there's a lot of it. Okay. It's not cost-effective. It, yeah. It's easier and cheaper to bury it. Yep. Uh, but anyhow, uh, back to this. Uh, a spokesperson for Airbus said after 64 days of stratospheric flight and completing numerous mission objectives, Zephyr experienced an issue which ended its flight campaign. Uh, the teams are currently analyzing the 1,500 hours of stratospheric flight that this mission provided. It kind of reminded me of um, the movie Interstellar. Yes. Uh, in the beginning of that, um, uh, Matthew McConaughey's character, they see a drone flying around. Yep, yep. And he uses some kind of a jamming uh, device to bring it down. Right. But apparently these things are just up flying around all the time. Right, right, So right. it's kind of reminded me of that type of thing where they, these would just be constantly flying. Uh, for months, maybe years at a time. Well, they talk about well, think about the um, the sky cities, yeah, cities that could use, you know, that this this or or platforms that exist, you know, uh, always in the air, always going, always powered by. I'd, I'd read something a little while back ago that, that they're starting to look more into, you know, lighter than airships, yeah, uh, of, of of using them to. Uh, for various things, for harnessing yeah. uh, wind uh, and so on, because they can put them up there, and then they they can have uh, turbines on those, uh, things like that. And uh, in fact, I think it was the uh, Watchmen had a whole uh, the, the, through that series had a whole lot, of, at least the the graphic novel did of of these lighter than airships that did that type of thing, uh, and use them for various uh, scientific experiments and all that and stuff. And whatnot. And whatnot, and such. <laughs> uh, the company did not specify what happened to the drone, but according to Simple Flying... It got lonely. ...publication, uh, the flight data shows that it underwent a rapid descent, falling at a speed of more than 4,500 uh, 4, feet per minute. Uh, the crash came after the drone had flown above not just Arizona, where the Army's Yuma proving grounds are, but across Central America as well, showing that it could be used for surveillance as well as jamming and adversaries uh, and adversaries' radar systems. Okay, here's what I was talking about. Um, used nuclear fuel can be recycled to make new fuel and byproducts. Ah. More than 90% of its potential energy remains in the fuel even after five years of operation in a reactor. The United States does not currently recycle used nuclear fuel and prefers to put it in Kathy's backyard. <laughs> <laughs> right. Says some, it right there. Yeah. There's some university every year that has a, a contest where yes. for its students to build um, solar-powered cars. There's, uh, unless you were thinking of something else. No, no, exactly that. And, and, and they, 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 they're, they're weird-looking vehicles. Maybe it's MIT. It's, yeah. you know, it's one of those top tech schools. And how long can you run? Exactly. Yeah. And so it, you have to think, at some point, one of these students or one of these universities is going to have a breakthrough because, you know, every year there's an evolution in, in how we, uh, uh, transportation and, and, you know, electric cars obviously have become enormously popular over the last few years. So it, at it, some point, some solar-powered car is going to be a bit of a solution. There's a great uh, guy gave a great TED talk, and he's wearing a shirt that says, the future is electric. But, but he says, <laughs> we're not right there yet. No. He, goes, he makes a case for, like, hybrid, um, you know, and it's, it's very compelling. But he says you, exactly what you were saying. We're going to figure it out. It's not right now, but we're right there. <laughs> right in <laughs> Kathy's backyard. Right. Uh, a couple things on the wind turbines, Steve. There's a couple people texting in saying uh, they generally put wind farms outside of migration paths to prevent bird deaths. Uh, and they it ain't working. They, well, they say that it yeah. is working. And they've learned uh, painting on the blades uh, uh, prevents uh, bird deaths a lot. And also there's a uh, special on PBS 
about eagles, and they now have devices that can help keep them from flying into windmills. So they're working on the problem. And this and the windmills that they put out in the ocean, yes, will disrupt migratory patterns. They got to clear all this up, so, yeah. but but uh, of whales and dolphins and and uh, bagels and such. Oh my! Oh. All right, uh, let's see what else. Let's go with this one. I thought this was kind of a sweet story. Uh, a family was left stunned after discovering a heartwarming time capsule huh. from 1969 stashed away behind a fireplace during renovations on their new house. Uh, Scott Beaven found the sentimental items tucked away in the walls of after his sister, Deborah Phillips, moved into a property in Birmingham earlier this month. Uh, Birmingham, I don't know if this is in Alabama or this is in England. That's a good question. <clears throat> uh, anyhow. It'll uh, determine what kind of accent I use. It included a black and white photograph, newspapers, and a poignant card from previous owners wishing them luck and happiness in their new home. Uh, Scott made the, the discovery after he removed the fireplace and found a mystery package concealed in the wall cavity wrapped in a plastic bag. And it contained an old Birmingham Evening Mail newspaper from 1968 and 1988, so, as well as a black and white photograph of previous owner Ethel Wright. Huh. It's uh, England. It is in England. Okay. Yeah. There you go, Steve. That's in Europe. Uh, and 15 minutes later, Scott discovered a second time capsule. Filled with crap. In a column on the other side of the fireplace from 1988. Uh-huh. Which included the touching note. <laughs> ha ha, you opened it. Fooled you. <laughs> uh, but no, the note read, uh, to whom it may concern. Yeah. Uh, we wish you lots of happiness and good luck in your new home. Uh, we came here, and uh, and it says end of May 1967. It was then newly built, and we have found contentment and security in these four walls. Uh, we hope you... Despite en- the murder-suicide. We hope you enjoyed the house and the garden and the, as we have. The original fireplace was built in 1969, and this one in August 1988. But I suppose when you arrive... You will want to make major alterations, so presumably you will find this note. Good luck to you. Regards, Ethel and Harold Wright. That's nice. That is nice. You are we, the first owners of your house, so you did not find any time capsule. Correct? No, and I and I wish maybe we would have put something in the walls like that. You know, you I, can I didn't still even, do it. I didn't even think to do that. Yeah, or just nail it to the wall. <laughs> Get your kids to gather up some of the crap on yeah. the floor. Oh, just shove wall. it in the walls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cut a hole in the wall, shove it in there. That's how they clean up. Back up. You've got like 200 time capsules. <laughs> we buried these outside for you, Dad. Where are all our soup bowls? <laughs> I know a guy who was a, uh, he's a recovering alcoholic, but he, that's where he would hide all of his uh, his empty vodka bottles. What, in, in the, the walls? Wall? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that would only last so long. Yeah. Fill up the whole house of vodka bottles. Wow. Would vodka bottles with glass like that? Not glass, probably plastic. Okay. I mean, when you're drinking that much, oh, you, you be, uh, yeah, you're going Banker's Club all the way. Yep. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that would serve as any kind of insulation if you're filling up a wall with that. Right? Probably, probably not too effective. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, so the, one of the owners, uh, Scott, said, uh, I think it's a selfless and lovely thing to do, and that is what's missing from the world at the minute. Thinking, they probably also ran the cameras when they are <laughs> thinking about others, yeah. yeah. Uh, he said, once I pulled it out, I realized I had something inside of it of great sentimental worth and uh-huh. jokingly said to my sister, I wonder if there's another one on the other side, and that's when I found the poop. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that's horrible. He said the couple must have reburied the first capsule from the 60s in one column that they added another one in 1988. Please so, feed our dog. That'd be so, <laughs> that would be neat to come across something like that. Yes. Yeah. So I thought that do was you, kind of... Did you ever do the time capsule thing in school? 
No. Yeah. yeah. No, we didn't. Uh, that would have been cool. I've thought about doing it uh, from time to time. I just never follow through on it. I think I'd be too impatient. I want to dig it up the next day. <laughs> dig it up, yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, this is how we lived eight months ago. <laughs> Wait, didn't didn't we do one here? Uh, we may have put because they built the studios yeah. and the guys here building it said, do you guys want to put anything in the Didn't wall? We know? Did we do that? I think we might have put like bumper stickers. No. And that was it. Oh. I think we put it maybe Preston and bumper stickers. The I think old, we, the I old think original we, red. We used the money for breakfast pizza. <laughs> oh, is that what we did? <laughs> put intern Joe in there. Yeah. Marissa's handing me a note. Oh, Just, no. oh, no, you're not. She's getting a pen. Never mind. <laughs> uh, I thought I thought we put like Preston and Steve. Okay, Gedzook stickers. We were talking about actually putting something in the in the in the window. Um, Yeah, so we have soundproof windows, which which are double, uh, not just double pane, but there's a gap. Windows. Oh my my god! God. Uh, But there's a gap, a a large enough gap in between uh, the panes. And um, wouldn't it be cool if that was an aquarium? Uh, That's what I've been saying. Really, I've said that forever. Oh, like Uh, look at the watch the movie Doctor No. He had this cool layer. And uh, he had, like, magnified glass, which made all the fish look bigger. It was awesome. I, I, when I look at it, not that this is what I want, but when I look at it, I think of a storefront and that it should have, like, mannequins with yeah, different cool. outfits on. I would much rather the aquarium, though. I think that's a great idea. Right. Or what about, like, Amsterdam, where you have prostitutes sitting in there? We Ooh, could yeah. do that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Some weed. Put some weed in there. I'm open. This to show's s- very good today. <laughs> Several of these things. Well, thank you, Taffy. <laughs> is that window in, or is it still broken? I can't tell. It's in. It's oh, in. it is. Okay, because there was a point where we could access that. Yeah, we could actually we go in there. The one of the f- <laughs> one of the funniest things ever was when we were at Y100 and had a similar configuration to this with the you know oh. the Crete vacuum and Larry Menti at the yeah. time. The, News anchor for NBC 10 went over, not realizing, wham, <laughs> smashed his head on the He line. thought he was going to put yeah. his head through uh, an empty, <laughs> yeah, you know, window pane, I guess, yeah. and boom, hit his head. It was pretty classic. <laughs> um, yeah, we're closing up shop. Yep. It's oh. time. Time to hang it up, folks. I'm going to flip the sign over. But we thank you for stopping by the general store today for some odds and ends. Now it becomes a speakeasy. Uh, we're going to take a break and come back in a second, and we get some bizarre file stories to share, which uh, we'll be right back. By the way, I'm going to call it football because I don't want to get stabbed when no. I get back over to Wales. I, well, I understood. That's Philly's own Rob Mahoney, proud new owner of Wrexham AFC. Checking in about his brand new docuseries, Welcome to Wrexham, premiering on FX. He shares some interesting insights about what fans of the team have to say. One in particular caught our attention. It was from Mr. Ted Lasso himself, Jason Sudeikis. Listen to the interview now on PrestonandSteve.com. By the way, uh, I guess Marissa did this, or maybe it was uh, Nick Murphy, I'm not sure, but uh, they have isolated the five best moments from Kathy's birthday drum video <laughs> that I made for you, and I'd forgotten. Uh, the, they have pictures isolated of uh, <clears throat> me dancing and whatnot. But anyhow, <laughs> that's uh, great. Today is Kathy's birthday, Yay. and uh, we're all celebrating in our own special Absolutely. <laughs> And uh, if you'd like to see the video, you can go to PrestonandSteve.com. I made it for her, I think it was last year. Maybe it was two years ago. I think it was two years ago. I think it was like a a stir-crazy pandemic uh, birthday video. Uh, So now we we also have some other new links on PrestonandSteve.com. The Rob McElhenney Wrexham interview, Welcome to Wrexham. Uh, That premiered last night, and you can see the, uh, or catch the interview. And we have the best Gene Simmons Daily Rush videos for Gene's birthday today. Oh, isn't that great? So those are all put together. We should let him know. If you want to go to PrestonandSteve.com and see that. So Gene Simmons. Yep. How about that? Hmm. <laughs> 72, did you say? Um, 
I think you're right. Yes. Yeah, I think you're correct. Yeah, I think it's the National Park Service's birthday to do uh, two today, Kathy, and they Ooh. turn 106. We Ooh. guess what I get to do? <laughs> <laughs> Way older than me. The National Parks did yeah. that coincide with the with uh, Yellowstone, the first no. national park? No, the, the there were parks that were established first, and then the National Park Service in uh, August 25th, 1916, okay. Woodrow Wilson signed the act. Nick, okay. of all the national parks that you've been to, if you could only go to one for the rest of your life? Probably which, Yellowstone. Mm. I mean, it's like, it's the OG, but yeah. it's it's unbelievably amazing. It's also massive. Sprawling. It's, yeah, it's bigger yeah. than Rhode Island. And it can erupt at any moment. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. so much to see and do, um, but I'd like to go there um, when there's not a butt-ton of people there. Yeah. You know? When's the new park? Is it going to be a national park in, in this area? There was a whole bunch of land I allocated. A, I thought it was a state park. Is it a state park? Okay. Well, and then Steve, there, was, park. there was also talk that uh, the Delaware River Gap was going to become a national park. Right. And uh, that, that's already established. It's like a national uh, wildlife refuge or something along those lines. I there's, love that. There's, yeah, there's different designations. But um, they were talking about making that the 64th uh, national park. In the, That'd in be the cool. Country. Yeah, so we'll see if that happens or not. Yeah, nice. All right, well, happy birthday, everyone. Uh, <laughs> and let's do the bizarre file. Here that's we go. No. Bizarre. WMMR. Presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you today by the Landis Theater. The Dead Daisies with special guest Enough's Enough is performing Wednesday, September 7th at the Landis Theater. Tickets are on sale now at thelandistheater.com or you can visit thedeaddaisies.com as well. A 36-year-old man stole a Mazda 6 and then proceeded to get stuck on the stairs of a bus and train station in Spain on Tuesday night. Didn't plan that one. No one was hurt in the incident, including the thief. But first responders in the capital city of Madrid have to had to come to the aid of the car thief and and uh, winch, uh, winch. I'm sorry, the Mazda sedan up a staircase. It's a funny picture because it's literally. <laughs> It's going down the stairs. Right. And it just got stuck on the way down. Uh, Reports said that the thief drove the Mazda through the access road meant for city buses. The driver smashed it through the double doors of the station and then rolled it down the stairs where the car became stuck between the handrails. Uh, The thief reportedly escaped through a window but was later apprehended. Uh, He was unhurt, but Madrid Municipal Police nonetheless took the 36-year-old to a nearby hospital. Luckily, there were no commuters around when the stolen Mazda crashed into the station and no bystanders were injured. It happened around midnight and the station is open to commuters daily from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. So it was empty at the time. Uh, Detroit police arrested three children Monday for attempting to steal a Dodge Charger and uh, actually multiple Dodge Chargers and Challenger Hellcats. Yeah. Uh, from one of the motor plants there. Yes. The three who were 11, 12, and 14. Oh. Does that blow your mind? Were caught breaking into the cars in one of the facility storage lots in what may have been a scheme orchestrated by older thieves to mitigate the risk of harsher sentencing. An officer said that uh, 11 is the youngest that he'd seen, uh, but that younger and younger children are regularly getting involved in auto theft and carjacking schemes. Uh, the 14-year-old suspect arrested in the attempted Dodge heist was not the only child that age arrested over the past weekend for auto theft. The other 14-year-old was also a repeat offender. Authorities are convinced that young children are being recruited because they are unlikely to face stiff penalties. Yeah. Handing orders over to these youngsters also serves to isolate the adults and other teens from the crime itself. 
Uh, the Charger and Challenger and Hellcats in particular are popular theft targets in Metro Detroit due to no small part their ubiquity in the local street racing and stunting communities. Uh, in Ohio, state investigators found more than 1,000 firearms and over 140,000 rounds of ammunition during a search of a property where two brothers died Saturday during a long standoff with law enforcement officers. Whoa. Uh, the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation... Were they the property brothers? Is continu- <laughs> no. <laughs> is continuing to investigate the fatal shootings of Randy Wilhelm and Bradley Wilhelm oh. at their residence. I think maybe I thought Melissa McCarthy had pushed them over the edge. Authorities say the brothers were killed when they drove a side-by-side ATV toward officers standing near an armored vehicle. Both men reportedly were armed as they drove toward the officers. Wow. The nine-hour standoff started when a bail bondsman had called the county sheriff's office telling dispatchers a suspect had fired several shots at his vehicle. The bondsman was trying to arrest Randy Wilhelm because he had failed to appear in court on a $100,000 bond. Randy was charged in 2020 with intimidation, menacing by stalking, bribery, felonious assault, and domestic violence. Multiple armored vehicles and patrol cars ended up surrounding the property, which had three residences on it. Reports say the brothers hit three of the armored vehicles with gunfire and also fired shots at a state highway patrol helicopter that flew over the scene. It's crazy. Uh, Reports say the standoff, during the standoff, a bulk propane truck was parked next to one of the houses, and Randy Wilhelm threatened to use it as a bomb if officers tried to arrest him. So it was like one of these, I'm not going anywhere things. Yeah. Uh, the dispatch reports that uh, Wilhelm might have had a stash of weapons and ammunition in the home and was determined to not be arrested. But those guys ended up uh, losing their lives over that. A Japanese man had to tweet for help when he found himself locked inside a store because he fell asleep in a massage chair. <laughs> I can see that. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the staff apparently did not notice the man was still in the chair when they closed up for the day. Uh, the man woke up and posted photos of the dark and empty shop. Uh, police, got, uh, police got in touch with the shop's manager, and once they determined the man was not a robber, uh, he tweeted that they let him leave. So he just passed out in one of those things. Uh, nine passengers and crew aboard a luxury yacht, like one of these big ones, yeah. were rescued Monday after the 131-foot vessel sank off the southern Italian coast. The super yacht named My Saga likely ran into trouble during bad weather, according to dramatic video taken by the Italian Coast Guard, which showed the pleasure craft listing in rough waters near Calabria before vanishing into the sea. You always think that, you know, that they have a good crew on those things. They can afford the top. uh, And to see it go down that way is so bizarre. Yeah. Uh, One of two patrol boats in the area rescued one crew member and four passengers while a tugboat arrived and rescued four other members of the crew. The boat was lost. Bad weather prevented the tugboat from uh, towing it back to shore, and footage showed the stern submerging first uh, before the bow ascended sharply and sank, and the whole thing just goes under. How how deep are those waters, do you think? 11 feet. Uh, (laughs) Not that much. Uh, That's a good question, Case. I have no idea Uh, how deep it is where they were. Substantial. No, the only reason I ask is, I mean, if I were a scuba diver and a, a treasure chaser... I'd go into that something like that. Oh, sure. Couldn't they do recon on that? I'm sure. 
Uh, authorities are. And they made it down to the Titanic for Christ's sake. Are looking into what caused the accident. Built in Italy in 2007, the craft had been on the water for just 15 years, according to the Super Yacht Times. By the way, that's the uh-huh. second yacht publication I, I know. mentioned <laughs> on the show this morning. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. I didn't even realize that. Do you think they had insurance? Uh, I you would hope so. I don't know. Uh, dude, I told you. All right, we got to wrap it up there. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's give some away. Case, which you of these what? things? Uh, those, those things. All right, I got a case Bud Light Seltzer, the variety pack. If you're caller number 17, you're at least 21 years of age, I'll set you up with some refreshing fl- fruit flavors like watermelon, tangerine, mango, and black cherry. It's 100% seltzer with no beer included, and you can try the loudest flavors ever today. So call her 17. You get a case of Bud Light Seltzer Classic. For, it's a variety pack. 215-263-WMMR. Be back in a moment. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. On today, we have a lesson question. Nick, do we have the lesson question? I totally forgot to print them for you. Don't worry about it. I have them here, though. Uh, He was making me strudel. Pick (laughs) one out for me. We have a pair of tickets for the Philly Burger Brawl to give away, which is on Sunday, October 23rd at Xfinity Live. A great event. And what question do we ask today? We found out earlier this morning that uh, Sylvester Stallone has two sons with interesting names. Name one of those sons' names. Wow. <laughs> They're hard. I don't remember this. All right. All right. Two, one, oh, yes, I do. Okay. All right. 215-263-WMMR. Stallone has two sons. We didn't know this. Right. Yeah. They have very interesting names. And all you have to do is name one of those. Uh, it's from early this morning. 215-263-WMR. Let's see if you know the answer. While you're calling in, we will do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, we're going to get them stories, and they are brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia Presents Candlebox coming Sunday, September 4th. Tickets on sale at livecasinophilly.com. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Sylvester Stallone and Jennifer Flavin are getting divorced after 25 years of marriage. The couple is citing irreconcilable differences, saying Flavin kept insisting that it's actually more like a million. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Nick Cannon, about to become a dad to his 10th child. I understand it's his 10th child, which is also his third with ex-girlfriend Brittany Bell. Cannon says he'll probably keep fathering kids until they invent something like a latex sock that fits over your penis. <laughs> and finally, Rachel Bilson is revealing that Disney served as the inspiration for her daughter's name. Bilson says people originally mocked her decision, but now they have all come to love Little Epcot Center. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this. So Sylvester Stallone didn't know this. He has two sons. They have interesting names. What are they? 215 215- 
263-WMMR. We just need to know one of them. So I'll go to Sean. Hey, Sean, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? I'm great, buddy. All right, Sean, what is one of Stallone's son's names? That would be public transportation. Yes! <laughs> public transportation. All right, Sean, my man, hang on. You're going to the Burger Brawl, man. we got a pair of tickets for you. It is Sunday, October 23rd. Xfinity Live, and you can join limited samples of burgers from over 60 of the area's leading restaurants and chefs, plus live music and activities all day. Tickets are on sale now. Go to WMMR.com, use the keyword burger, and proceeds benefit both the Philly Parks and Rec at-Risk Teen Initiative and the School District of Philadelphia's after-school programming. I failed to mention this all morning. I banged it pretty hard yesterday. Yes. Uh, but I need to mention this. The Battle of the So-Called Experts is coming up. The Presidency Battle of the Self-Proclaimed Experts, the Always Sunny in Philadelphia edition. It's going to be a, uh, a big one. It's a head-to-head competition on how much you know about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. We had Rob on yesterday. We told him about it. He said the fans know Way more than the actual creators and stars of the show know. They live and breathe it. So we need contestants, just two people, and we need you to tell us why you're an expert, all right? Why you're a self-proclaimed expert. And if you end up winning this competition, which we're doing next week, you could get the meet and greet setup and VIP ticket setup for the Always Sunny podcast on Monday, September 19th at the Met. So and This is a VIP setup that we're going to hook you up with. Go to PrestonandSteve.com to enter. Tell us why you think you know the gang better than anyone else. Two contestants will be selected to face off in the studio in a trivia competition on September 1st. So that's next Thursday. The deadline to get entered is on Monday. So if it's not you and you know someone who is an expert, tell them about this contest and to go to PrestonandSteve.com. No. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, I got a couple of items to pass along to you. We will congratulate Volbeat lead singer Michael Paulson. He just married his longtime girlfriend, Janet Carlson, over the weekend. Uh, The band shared a picture from the wedding day on their social media yesterday, writing, Finally married, Michael Paulson and Jeanette Paulson. Uh, 28, 2022. So the Paulsons, this is the second It's only 2022. Uh, for him, yes. 8, 2022. 20, oh. <laughs> uh, so that's, that means uh, August. <laughs> so is his second marriage. He and his first wife, uh, Lena, uh-huh. uh, divorced in 2015 after five years of marriage. So he is remarried. Mick Jagger is a Coldplay fan. Uh, the Rolling Stones frontman posted a video on Twitter of him singing along and swaying to the music. Any song in particular? I don't know. I didn't see yellow. the yellow. I didn't see the the post. You were yellow. But he was at the show. <laughs> I will fix you. Yes, he was at the show. Wow. Uh, he said, I "Had a great time watching Coldplay last night. A real funny, a, a real busman's holiday." He said, uh, "I don't know what a busman is." Uh, the video captured, You're always a bus. Uh, captured the entire uh, audience singing along to Coldplay's Fix You. So there you uh, go. That was right. That's what it was. You know what you. When you said ghetto, you know what Stone's pronunciation or mixed pronunciation in um, in Shattered is towards the end where they're going, Shattered, Shoby. <laughs> Shoby. Sh- sh- Shoby. Yeah, um, yeah. Shoby. Yeah, yeah, like Shoby Dooby yeah, Dooby. Yeah. Shoby. <laughs> Shattered. Shoe Bay. My favorite. Sorbet. Sorbet. 
Old Bay. It makes me think of a... Uh, crab fries. <laughs> What's that guy's name in... Uh, crab brulee. Jonah Hill. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Jonah Hill? No, Jonah crab. Hill. It makes me think of Jonah Hill in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. <laughs> I always get that, that I make people think of Jonah Hill and Sarah Marshall. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. Uh, Marissa has audio of this. I'm looking for it. Uh, and I'm liking it. It says here, Mick singing to fix you on the little note she handed me. All right. Mm. It would probably be the newest. Yeah. We have this. Uh, Preston. Jake. Oh, that was oh, my God. God. oh, my God. That's good, too. That is good. That is good. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> they said it at the same time. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow. Uh, I don't have forever. There's, Probably sounds like fix you. Yeah, at a so, stadium. There's video out there. <laughs> um, let's see. Brett Michaels. Uh, I like the story. Play the black hole sound instead. <laughs> no, no. All right. Brett Michaels has opened up about the end of glam metal, saying that he doesn't hold a grudge towards any of the genres. Artist, meaning uh, grunge. He said, uh, grunge was great. No grudge against grunge. Yep. He said, while many fans and historians credit grunge for ending glam metal, uh, Michaels doesn't subscribe to that line of thinking. He said, I blame nobody. He said, there was definitely a change in the music business, but I only blame myself. There was a lot of partying. Uh He said, I don't have a victim mentality. He said, I take responsibility for things that happen. Uh, You own it, and you just keep rocking, and that's what happened. And he added that he's uh, had the time of his life on the stadium tour with Poison, Def Leppard, Motley Crue, and Joan Jett. And then I love this this uh, statement. He says, a rock audience is a lot like a country audience. They're very loyal, so they never got the post-it note that said, you're not supposed to like this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And he was such a great interview. He was great. Yeah. I yeah. just enjoyed talking to him. You want to hear Fix You? Yeah, let's hear Fix You. Can I get some popcorn? Uh, let's see here. Sammy Hagar has revealed that uh, Eddie Van Halen came to him in a dream and wrote a song with him. Uh, Hagar, who released uh, Crazy Times in his in his latest album with The Circle on September 30th, spoke about hey, the, the visitation uh, in an interview. He said, about two months ago, I had this dream, and Eddie came in there, and we... Hadn't seen each other for a while, and he's going, man, let's write some music. And I said, yeah, let's uh, let's go. And we went over to the corner of this room. I have a song in mind called I Can't Drive 65. Uh, he said uh, he had a guitar, and he played me this thing, and it was wow. like this, this lick. It's like the last lick that Eddie Van Halen showed me when I went back for the 2004 reunion tour. And when he was a mess, and I said, Eddie, show me your newest stuff. Because every time I'd be around him, I'd say, show me your new stuff. And he'd say, okay, check this out. And he went on to say, in the dream, he did this harmonic thing, and he slid it up to a chord like a slide guitar. And we wrote a song with that lick, and I remembered it. I got up in the morning. I wrote the song. It's called Thank You. And I used the effing lick that he showed me in the song. He said, I've got goosebumps, head to toe, just talking about it. Uh, So I wrote it. And we're going to do that song someday. He spoke about how he intends to credit the song. He said, now, uh, that's going to be an Eddie-influenced song to the point that I'm going to co-write it with him. And I'm going to give him credit. 
and then maybe we'll donate the money to charity, whatever. But he said, you see, I feel so embarrassed about it because everyone's going to say, okay, look at Sammy trying to capitalize on Eddie. But no, I'm not. You don't understand. This is a real effing dream, and I told you exactly what happened in it. So he had this weird moment. I'm curious to hear what it sounds like. And got some inspiration from uh, Eddie from beyond. Paul Stanley seems resigned to the fact that no new Kiss music could ever measure up against the band's classic albums. Despite the band's last two sets, 2012's Monster and 2009's Sonic Boom, both going top three, uh, the songs have failed to enjoy shelf life alongside the Kiss material from the 70s and 80s. During his recent appearance on the Sonic Boom, during his recent appearance on the Howie Mandel Does Stuff podcast, yeah, I watched a bit of it. Uh, Paul spoke frankly, explaining, "At this point, I came to the conclusion that it." I can never compete with the past. Yoga, fire. Not because it's not as good, but it hasn't the connection. It has, it hasn't the connection to important times in your life. It doesn't have the patina to it. Of gee, I remember I heard this song when I was eighteen, or I heard the song when I was on my first date, or whatever. You can't compete with that. It's more than a song. It's a snapshot of your life at a certain point. Uh, regarding committing to him writing and recording a new Kiss album, he said. I think it's setting itself up for disappointment. Not crushing disappointment, but when you put your heart and soul into doing something and it kind of gets a polite nod, uh, there's other things that I'd rather do. So he's... he's he has it in, a, I think, a good perspective. Yeah, he's not going to write anymore. He understands that it's just, you know, we had our, we had our moment. do it. Yep. All right, and then two other things. Uh, it's uh, MMR Rocks Corn and Evidence this Saturday at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. And each day this week it's been going on, so there's a couple days left. On Jackson's show, you can win a pair of tickets in the best, uh, a pair of the best seats in the house and passes for nice. the VIP room as well. Excellent. So make sure you tune in to Jackson this afternoon starting at uh, 3 o'clock. Uh, tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster. Complete details at WMMR.com. And then I've mentioned this before, but uh, the MM artist this weekend is Red Hot Chili Peppers. Double shots every hour, hits, deep cuts, the brand new single Tip of My Tongue, plus lots of chances to win tickets to the big outdoor summer concert September 3rd at the ballpark with the Strokes and Thundercat. And all winners this weekend also get the new album, Unlimited Love, on vinyl. Uh, and you can go to WMMR.com for complete details, including another chance to win for MMR VIPs. Uh, tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. So check that out today on the website. That's it in your music news. Uh, we're going to take a break, and as we do so, I'm going to give away another pair of tickets uh, to this movie screening. Or They're actually Fandango tickets, so you can go when you want. Uh, to see this movie fall looks pretty freaky. It's a it's a high-concept movie, no pun intended, but it's one of those freaky things that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, after they climb 2,000 feet, we'll take call number 16, by the way. Uh, after they climb 2,000 feet to the top of a remote abandoned radio tower, uh, two friends find themselves stranded with no way down in theaters now from Lionsgate. You can get those tickets now. Uh, give us a call at number 16. We'll set you up. We're going to take a break. Be right back. Wrap up the show. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best-sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MMR Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
Wrapping things up for the day on this uh, fine Thursday. Oh, oh my God. What? It's Friday. Oh, that's right. It's it's, it's almost Friday. It bro. is no sad bro. It's yeah. pre no sad bro. Pre no sad bro Friday. As soon as we as soon as we wrap this show, it's officially it becomes Friday. So congratulations <sighs> to everyone. It's been it's been a fun week so far. It has been. It's been a fun three weeks. Yeah. Uh, since we got back from vacation, and Kathy hit it right off the bat and said she's had more fun uh, almost was- ever than. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, it was the lead up to her birthday that had yeah. so excited. Yeah, so yeah. today's her birthday. <laughs> right. It's uh, the exciting culmination. Everything goes downhill. Right <laughs> now. We're on out. At this point, now it's Botox just... and everything. And the grave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Botox and the grave. Wow. That's Ooh. a good morning show. Yeah. No, it's a 70s crime drama. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think it's a band. All right. A Botox in the Grave tonight on ABC. Botox gets involved with an international drug smuggling ring. The Grave. I have it. All right. Got it? There it is. Good. All right. I would like to thank our guest, Sheila Watko from NBC. Yay! Clear the Shelters, Pet Adoption and Donation Campaign. Wrapping up on August 31st, and NBC10 is partnering with the, partnering with the 56 local animal shelters and rescuers. Uh, to promote pet adoption, help raise funds to support animal welfare in the community. We have all the information at presidentsteve.com, but she was quite lovely uh, on for lovely that Lovely really lovely girl. Quite lovely. Uh, and we made a new friend, Josh Potter. Yeah! He's performing at Helium Comedy Club tonight. One show only, 8 p.m. He was great, man. He's a fine young man. Very, very talented <laughs> young man. He comes from uh, Buffalo, which is where uh, Bill Weston used to uh, DJ. Yeah, and... so uh, Wild Bill. And Josh did uh, morning radio. Absolutely, for in, the, about 15 years. Uh, Buffalo as well, so Buffalo. Nice. Having him here, Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, Pierre Robert is in the studio. Hey, man. Good day. Nice to see you, sir. Always nice to see you, kids. And um, I cannot wait till this weekend. Yeah. What's going on this weekend? Well, Preston's coming over and hanging with me at my house and helping me clean. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah. If you didn't like how your kids left your kitchen. (laughs) Do you have a cluttered house? Oh, 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 honey. Would you do us a favor? If you're if you're fine with it, take a picture of one or two. Of, no. Uh, oh, no? <laughs> no? No. I don't need that kind of torment. <laughs> it's enough torment to walk in the door. I don't need the torment Is of, it... of, of, of posting it online and then having... And having you guys get a hold of it would be the last thing I'd need. Yeah, it, say, I, I, I know that you're that way around here yeah. and that you have a lot of stuff, but I would have thought at home exactly would be a little more orderly. It, I try. Mm. I crave. I, I desire. I, I desire order. Um, I don't seem to manifest. Mm. So in your, like, in, is things are in complete disarray, like hoarder level, or is it just... Uh, well, it... Um, not a hoarder. I'm I would good at see you that way. way. Yeah. Okay, so the uh, trash gets thrown out. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't see yeah. the trash. Um, How deep are the clothes on the floor in your bedroom? Everywhere. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, I have, uh, you know, a big bed, but I live by myself. Right. Yeah. So I have no one to answer to, which is part of the problem. Mm. But um, having stuff all over my bed, um, and then my all I have downstairs is a Sony Trinitron. So I've taken to watching TV upstairs in my bedroom and then eating in my bedroom. And then food spills on the carpet and occasionally in the bed. And so that's not good. Do you have an actual old Sony Trinitron? I do. You don't? Not a flat screen? A regular? Oh, no, no. Sony Trinitron. Wow. I carried it up my to my apartment at, at 
They're like 1,100 pounds. Dude, you didn't carry that by yourself. I did. I carried that mother How many inches is that thing? I don't know. It's like whatever Th- that 32? is. 32? Okay. That's depth, you know, and it's it's that wide. So, but God, I had one deep. where I, I needed help moving that Preston, thing. Preston, you remember the Trinitrons oh. and like the Toshibas had, first off, they had sharp edges to their, it was a big cube. Right. And uh, there was never any indentation for handle. Right. You would have to hold on to it and bury yeah. one of those points into your thigh as you carried it. And you almost had irreparable damage, nerve damage yeah. from yeah. moving those things. And I they weighed like hundreds of pounds. Yeah, we we had one. It didn't have the sharp edges, yeah. but we just called it the boulder. It yeah, much yeah, yeah, That's what it was. Yeah. It wow. was much bigger than this thing that you're showing on the okay. We need to get you a new set. Yeah, all in good time. <laughs> <laughs> He's waiting for the technology to come around. So my, my neighbors, growing up, we had neighbors. Now, mind you, color television had been around for a long time. And I remember one of our neighbors. I'm waiting for them to perfect it. Well, what do you feel they're underselling when it comes to the color scheme here? What are they, what are they not getting green right enough for you? Uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you get what you get. <laughs> you uh, see Jackie at the Phil's game last night? I saw pictures of it. It was I fantastic. Saw some uh, video of it. John Brazier was afraid uh, that he was uh, not going to get off the field ever. <laughs> he it, was dancing with the mummers, and they did the old gag where uh, what the umpire isn't uh, going to move, and then the umpire ended up dancing with him as well. But um, it, it was it was just terrific. It was so cool to see Jackie out there dancing with the fanatic. Yeah, it was cool. Was that were there players on the field at the time? It was in between innings. So Jackie came out, I think, in between the fifth and the sixth. Okay. Um, and uh, did they play music? They did. They played mummer style music, and uh, he was dancing with an umbrella. He was in full regalia, and uh, and then the, the fanatic had an umbrella, and he was dancing as well. And then they went up to a guy that was dressed like an umpire, and they were harassing him and annoying him. And then all of a sudden, the umpire started dancing as well. But it was it was oh, just terrific. So that wasn't really a. Referee. It's a gag. No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They've done that bit several <laughs> times, but it's really. Just uh, it was so cool to see Jackie out there, and it was just him. I thought it was going to be more than one mummer, but it was wow. just Jackie and the, and the fanatic. Yeah, were you there? No, no, I was watching it on TV. Oh, cool, cool. Uh, Pancake went to the game, so yeah. uh, did. Were we victorious in our noble? We were indeed. Right? Yes. There you the have the boys in blue uh, yes. reign supreme against the uh, radical Reds. Yep, the right. Be Reds. them. Yeah, there it is. Uh, well, how about we do the letter of the day? I think. Here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety WMMR. Now the daily letter. And the President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. T as in today. Mm-hmm. T as in today. All right. And tomorrow, we're giving away a $500 Visa gift card from Marvel Studios She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Starring Emmy Award winner Tatiana Maslany. And the original series is now streaming. And it's only on Disney+. Plus. Bet you got some stuff planned for today. I do. I do. Yes, I do. We have tickets for Alter Bridge to give away. We have tickets for... Um, that's all we have tickets for. <laughs> <laughs> Why is everyone so greedy? Yeah, I mean, what do you, what do you want from me? I don't know. Oh, Jesus, God Almighty. I try, I try, I try. I tell those kids how to play, and all I do is scratch their balls and spit chewing tobacco. Anyway. Um, all right. You all right. scratch their balls? I didn't scratch their goddamn balls. Hell no. no. I didn't scratch. I tell them what not to do, and that's all they do is scratch their balls and spit viscous brown fluid out of their mouth. Got to get out in the game. You got to get dirty. You got to get out there and play, for God's sakes, and shut up. 
But I tell him, shut uh, up. That's are right. They, are they going to win tonight? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to say, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, workforce blocks of Elvis Costello. Excellent. And Kiss and Judas Priest. All right. Uh, I would like to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Shows, brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. Acme, the official grocery store of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you by Squeezed.com. Feel great. Lose weight with Squeezed. And by Duncan, the official Preston and Steve show. Not the official. The Preston and Steve show <laughs> runs on Duncan. And we have tickets to give away. We are the official Preston and Steve show. We're the imitators. We run on Duncan. Uh, tomorrow on the program, uh, one of our favorites, Mr. Michael Yo, will yes. be joining us. He's always a great, great. conversation. And uh, comedian, uh, oh, Linnell. Oh, we love gonna, her. Yeah. She's, She's hilarious. Great. And she'll be in the studio. So uh, those guests and more things. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have yourself a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the Looking for great pay and a supportive team? Ready to help deliver what matters? Join UPS and a seasonal job here could turn into a rewarding career. Right now, we're hiring warehouse workers, package delivery drivers, and tractor-trailer drivers near you. All positions offer competitive pay, and bonuses are offered for some roles. Shift your life. Shift your world. Shift to Team UPS today. Apply now at upsjobs.com slash shift. Make the shift. Make a difference.